the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Don't adjust your devices. Don't adjust your radios. Don't adjust any however you're listening to this. I am not Pat Gray. You're not? I'm not Pat Gray. I am Jason Buttrell. At Jason Buttrell. Hold on. Hold on. That's not how you pronounce your name. What's the problem? Wait, Glenn okay. Beck pronounces it completely different, and everything he says is correct. So I get, I get, I get the confusion because uh-huh. he has never gotten it right. Mm-hmm. I've known the man for almost a decade now, and it's always—I don't—I I hesitate to even say it because I, it'll get ingrained. Yep, but it's not Batril; it is Buttrell, <laughs> Jason Buttrell. <laughs> um, but it is me, and I am standing in for Pat Gray today. Um, he is fine; he's handling some business, and he will be back tomorrow. Um, you know, when I was first asked to do this, I was like, you know, I don't really, I want to try something a little different. And uh, if you were thinking about, you know, switching the dial or switching anything right now, don't. Because I'm going to promise you something amazing right now. Whoa. Amazing. We are about to try something. And we might have to have our historian look into this. But I, I we're going to try something that I don't think has ever been attempted sounds, on radio. This sounds really serious. This, <laughs> this is, it's something that's, I don't think it's ever been tried even on TV. I do not believe. All right. Sounds like we're going to need to. But yeah. I didn't know here. that was in here. Huh? That's uh, so. Oh, it's in here. If you can't, if you're not watching, if you're not tuning in, there is, there is a whiskey bottle and some cups ready to go. Mm-hmm. So we might actually, we might need someone from legal to come in and join in on this because, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. All right, but it's gonna be fun. I don't, I don't really want to. I don't know if you were, uh, you know, you're used to getting more of news of the day type topics, and I, I am definitely gonna cover a little bit of that. But I want to do more of like big concept type stuff today. And just before I, before I go into the setup on what we're about to attempt here, I want to like delve a little bit deeper onto why I decided that maybe this can just be big concept Wednesday. Pat might yell at me for for dubbing Wednesday Big Concept Wednesday. (laughs) But we're going to go through about three different topics today. Okay. Um, The first one I'll get to in a second. But I think the the, the genesis of this was I was listening to uh, a podcast from Jordan Peterson. Okay. And he was talking about how smart viewers are today or listeners are today. Now, like this audience, you guys are ridiculously smart compared to how smart you were even 10 years ago. A lot of you might be like crazy, crazy smart. Um, Keith, you are an insanely smart man. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. Um, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but you're invited back regardless of what you <laughs> say. <laughs> but, but seriously, how much, I mean, how much are you reading nowadays? And this is a question to everyone that's listening right now and including you, Keith, mm. how much are you reading? Like, I'm not even talking about books. Like, so before, like our reading was like boiled down to, I don't know, like reading a book, reading a magazine, reading the newspaper, whatever. But just think about how many hours a day you spend on a device, on a computer, and you're consuming something. I mean, you are reading so much more than you were just 10, 10, 10 years ago. That's true. And because of that, you are a lot smarter. You're a lot more plugged in. You're a lot more knowledgeable. You're not stupid, but a lot of times some of the comments or some of the um, or some of the content that you might be getting, I, I feel sometimes it's 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 dumbed down. But the, but what I was reading for, or listening to from Jordan Peterson, he was like, "You're a lot smarter nowadays." And because of that, podcasts are blowing up. People are downloading podcasts in record numbers, um, and they're going through these topics that are incredibly deep. Have you ever listened to a Joe Rogan podcast? 
Mm. Have you? Just just here and there, just a little bit. Not like sat down and actually listened all the way through. Just clips, stuff like that. They're ridiculously long. Mm-hmm. So they're like they're bordering. I mean, they're they're about three hours long. There's like oh. very there's like no breaks. How often does he put them out? Puts them out like once a week. Wow, at least I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're crazy long, but they're incredibly deep. And you never would have thought that someone like Joe Rogan was that deep. I mean, he's the UFC guy. I, he's a comedian. I never would have thought he's that deep, but he's tackling things that these like really in-depth concepts that you might not have ever even thought about before, but you are smart enough now to like actually go through this and understand it. So that's kind of the basis of the entire show today. Now, before I lead into some of the craziest things that you know, we're going to do and what I don't think has ever been done on TV or radio. <laughs> I want to start, I want to start with this. So I was just, I was listening to, um, or reading about the world economic forum. Uh, they, they're like a, almost like a weird cabal of like really rich people and like government officials. It's not like the Bloomberg group, but okay. I don't know. Sometimes it seems kind of like it is. Um, but it's nothing like Alex Jones conspiracy theorist. Um, they're not talking about like lunch, you know, you know, boxes turning our kids gay or anything like that i mean they're actually talking about economic wait a minute is there a lunchbox that will actually turn your kid gay look it up it's like you will find that from alex jones uh, straight up one of my favorites actually okay that's good fun um but so the world economic forum they meets they meet i think every year but they, they just talked about what technology artificial intelligence robotics all that stuff is going to do um, over the uh, the next, I don't know, several years, up until 2025. And we actually have an article f- uh, about this uh, we can throw up for the people that are watching on TV. Um, so they said that there's going to be the death of 75 million jobs worldwide by 2025. Taken from, by robots? Taken by robots, artificial intelligence. Basically half of all tasks in the workplace mm-hmm. are going to be gone. Like brothels, we've learned recently. <laughs> right. uh, these robots are hanging out. That's another one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't think the World Economic Forum figured that into their facts. But yeah. that is yet another one. Uh-huh. See, they don't even have... Don't even, I, and so that's actually <laughs> going to be maybe not 75 million, but around 100 million once you take in, you know, in consideration the brothels all over the world. <laughs> but, but this is a serious, serious conversation. This is not conspiracy theory. Uh-huh. This is something that the experts of the world are actually looking at right now. Okay. You need to have these conversations with your kids right now. I'm actually, I, I, I just figured out that I, I'm having these conversations with my kids. Yeah. Because they're like, I want to do that. Think about when you were a kid, you really, the, the sky was literally the limit. Yeah, I was going to play baseball. You were going to be baseball. I guess you still could, I guess. I, maybe not. <laughs> Keep drinking. <laughs> um, but you need to have these conversations with your kids. Mm-hmm. Because if you have, say like, my son is in junior high school right now. My, my daughter is in high school. And I was like, they're, they're not really worried about what they're going to do. They're worried about what happens on the weekends and what, you know, Sally said, you know, in social studies class. But I was like, you seriously need to have a, a you know, sit down and think about what you want to do when you grow up. Because what you think might be available might not even be a thing up after, let's yeah. say, 2025. Yeah. The World Economic Forum went on and said, humans are going to have to completely revamp their skills to stay competitive. And this is a quote from uh, the, the article that I just showed you. So the major challenge will be to retrain workers who will themselves be pressed to update skills, especially in the areas of, and I think this is the most important, creativity, critical thinking, which doesn't hardly even exist anymore amongst kids and even adults alike, critical thinking and persuasion. So it's kind of a new way to think about like how to talk to your children and say, look, you need to not just 
I don't know, just kind of like go with the flow or look at something and say, oh, yeah, I don't know, maybe I want to do this or whatever. You need to have an actual plan. You need to be able to think about this in a critical way and be very, very critical or creative uh, in, in how you approach things. Now, this kind of is starting to go towards what we are just about uh, to attempt. Now, technology and what's these changes that we're about to, to, to see, it's, it's neither good and it's neither evil. I mean, it, it really just kind of is. Like nuclear technology, for instance. It, it's not evil. It's like, it's like harnessing the power of the atom was something that could that it's been used for both energy and it's been something that was turned into a bomb. You can go on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. It, it, something can be really, really great or something can be really, really bad. Um, and it's the same for artificial intelligence. Now... I want to really quick go to uh, a podcast that from Joe Rogan, who we were just talking about, and Elon Musk. And he's talking about the dangers of uh, or just the mindset that Elon Musk has when he's thinking about AI. Let's listen. Honestly, legitimately concerned about this. Are you is like AI one of your main worries in regards to the future? Yes, it. It's less of a worry than it used to be, uh, mostly due to taking more of a fatalistic attitude. Hmm. So you used to have more hope, and you gave up some of it, and now you don't worry as much about AI. You're like, this is just what it is. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Hmm. Yes. yes no, not, it's, it's, but no, uh, it's not necessarily bad. It's just, it's definitely going to be outside of human control. Not necessarily bad, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not necessarily bad. It's just, it's just outside of human control. Now, the thing that's going to be tricky here is that it's going to be very tempting to use AI as a weapon. It's going to be very tempting. In fact, it will be used as a weapon. Um, so the... The on the the on ramp to serious AI. The danger is going to be more humans using it against each other. I think most likely that'll be the danger. Yeah. Okay, so AI is coming whether we like it or not. What's kind of scary about the way Musk is looking at it is he's been one of the biggest people that have said, "Look, this is dangerous. Yeah. Like I'm going to Mars because AI is going to basically kill us all." Now he's like got this fatalistic idea that he was just pointing out that he's like, look, it's, it's coming whether we like it or not. I, I've kind of given into it. Now, the question is, what do we do with it? Will we use it for evil or will we use it for good? Now, the debate is still out on that. Like, I, I think both in the end will probably end up happening. But technology is here to either benefit us or the, is, is here for you can either do good or you can do evil with it. Now, that kind of brings us to what I want to do today and what we're going to attempt to do. And I want to help you use technology to reclaim your personal privacy on the internet, electronic means, all that stuff. When you log into your computer, you will be completely invisible to government intrusion. Oh, I like this. So we're going there <laughs> next, but another way that you can protect yourself. And, and this is what I do. This is what, what I do in my home. I, I have a ton of guns. I've got them all in my house. Really? All my children know how to safely operate guns. Oh. 
We are a family of guns. Not you know, one gun in my house at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, none. Oh, Keith. Zero. Uh, you've got to fix that. I've, no, I've donated them all to the local police. Oh, There's sure. none left. Sure. So don't even worry about don't it. Don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Americans, but we love our guns. And it's part of who we are and enshrined in our Constitution. Um, but if you've watched a video of an actual firefight, one thing is clear. The fear, the chaos, the fog of live fire situation can make hitting the target difficult. For even the most seasoned professional, I, I've been in combat. I was in the Marine Corps. Um, I know I know exactly what they're talking about. If you don't stick on these skills, it's perishable yeah. and you're going to lose it. Um, it's not enough to buy a gun and assume that you're ready for the real thing. You know, do what I do. Practice, practice frequently and do it with iTarget Pro. Oh, yeah. Utilizing your smartphone, their proprietary app tracks a caliber specific laser which fits your firearm and will detect exactly where your shots are landing. This is crazy And cool. this is so cool. This is so much better than going to the range because you could set this up in your garage. Yes. You could set this up in your living room. You could set up the target at the front door and, you know, just wear your boxers and jump out in the middle of the night and practice if you want to. And, and, and you never know. This, this is really exactly how you might end up having to use it someday, God forbid. You're exactly right. Awesome. There's no excuse with iTarget Pro for not staying on with your skills. Um, iTarget Pro is completely safe. It comes with your caliber specific laser, target system, and instructions. So you can be in training immediately. Just go to the letter I, targetpro.com, check out the video. You choose your caliber, you download the app, get that all ready. So when the system arrives, you're rocking and rolling. Right now, save 10% with the offer code PAT, that's P-A-T, when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Save money, save time, take your skill to the next level safely and effectively. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, offer code PAT, iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. All righty. Welcome to Pat Gray Unleashed. I'm Jason Butchell. My Twitter handle is at Jason Butchell. Um, tweet us in. Uh, we're about to get into some pretty heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have any questions, if you start falling behind on some of these things that I'm going to start walking you through, please tweet us or call in 888 And use the hashtag put that in your pipe. Put that in your pipe. Yeah, there you go. Um, so first, what I've promised is is to help you regain your privacy and help you evade the prying eyes of an ever-intrusive government, which is just getting more and more insane the further we go along. I mean, we've got things like the Patriot Act. We've got um, you know things that even you know like Obama probably campaigned to go against on some of the surveillance, but then ended up re-upping them every single time. Are you saying Obama is a liar? No, I would never say that. There's absolutely no evidence for that at all. Um, but <laughs> he did re-up the, uh, the surveillance powers multiple different times. So this yep. is only getting worse. The NSA is only getting more and more powerful. These things will continue to, to escalate. And I mean, we were just talking in the, uh, on the break how, how this thing is going so fast, we can't even keep up with it. Well, yeah, and you were talking about jobs and AI and, and make sure your kids understand what the future is going to be like. I mean, if you need an example for your kids to understand how, how quickly technology changes, depending on their ages, they've probably experienced some of this too. But we were talking about how, you know, we've gone from VCRs 15 years ago, to, depending on those to record our shows, 
to DVRs. And we thought, DVRs? Oh my gosh, you could skip commercials? And now we've gone to streaming services to hold our shows, which I guess, you know, you can or cannot skip commercials there. They, they figured <laughs> that out, right? But, but it's just so quickly. We go, we're just lily pad from one to the next in such a rapid amount of time. So what you're saying about jobs absolutely makes sense. Um, uh, from regular phones to fax machines to email to now texting with smartphones. I mean, this stuff, if you need examples, they are out there. The times they are a change it. Make sure your kids are, are knowledgeable and can adjust to this new world with AI. Absolutely agree. With with that timeline, they're basically saying seven years. With the timeline that's already gone. So think about, you know, the, the from the regular flip phone to the iPhone. That was nothing. That was nothing. Blink so how eye. can they actually predict how quickly this is going to – they, they can't, I think, mm-hmm. is the answer. Um, so we have got to get on this now. We have got to get prepared, and we have got to reclaim our privacy. And one of the biggest reasons why our privacy is so uh, compromised right now is the Internet. It really is. There's, the Internet um, is really well, wonderful, but it can also be hell on your privacy. Now – this is where, and this is what we're going to start doing. I, I am going to teach you right now how to get on the dark web. I'm going to teach you how to get on the dark web, and I'm going to t- take a drink. <laughs> let me, and let me tell you this now. It is not illegal. What we're going to do today is not illegal. Huh. There are certain things you can do on the uh, dark web that are illegal, but we will not touch any of those. So it's safe to <laughs> to look around on the dark web okay. within a couple of parameters. Now, the two parameters that you actually cannot look at are, one, human trafficking sites, mm-hmm. two, um, like child pornography, things like that. There's some very, very awful things on the dark web. But we are not going to touch those, and those are d- definitely like – that's kind of like the nuclear bomb uh, side of, you know, like harnessing the atom. Okay. We're going to talk about like the – the side of harnessing it for power like that, like that, that that's, that's the direction we're going in. But first off, I want to just talk about like, what exactly is the dark web? It's, it's heavily stigmatized. Like, like that disclaimer I just threw up. I had to say that because it is heavily stigmatized. Like here in the West, we, we think about the dark web and we instantly think about, you know, child pornography, human trafficking, yeah. things like that. That's instantly where your mind goes. But in other parts of the world, the dark web is really the only way that some people can evade their government. Um, it's the only way that let's say you're let's say that you're in Iran and you're a Christian. Okay. Now, what if you want to like actually let's say let's say you're Iran or Pakistan and uh, you know you're a member of the LGBT movement, then you quite literally could be thrown off a building, stoned to death, or, or murdered because of who you are for, for what you believe in you actually you could be murdered like, all, all it would take was them listening in on a phone call then them intercepting an email looking at your web traffic that's all they would need to come in break the door down and come grab you um what what, what about in china we, we know that in china it is dangerous to be a christian there and not follow the state's you know guidelines for christianity which is just ludicrous you can't just follow the bible you have to follow the state approved you know, curriculum mm-hmm. for your religion. But let's say you don't want to do that. Let's say you want to be a part of the Christian underground movement, which is exploding right now. Let's say you want to be a part of that, but you want to coordinate your uh, meetups. You want to uh, have a guest come on and evangelize to you. How do you do that without the surveillance juggernaut state of China listening into you and coming to your house and arresting you? Well, you use the dark web. So in other parts of the world, there is no stigma to it. it. It's literally the only way they stay alive. 
really quickly, the diff- there's a difference between, let, let's understand what the dark web w- is. So there's three types of the internet. The first is the surface web. And that's what we all are used to. That's basically everything that's like indexed or on a Google search. So if you go to Google and you type in um, Hangry Keith, then you're going to get like these awesome pictures of you sitting behind that desk probably or, or doing something amazing. Uh, that's everything that's cataloged on Google. Now, that's a very small percentage of... I hope you're Googling that right now. I'm going to... Hangry Keith. Is that a thing? I bet it is. That's my Twitter handle. Yeah. Oh, so that Let's pops see. up. But see, that, so, so that, that is part of the Surface Web. You know, your Twitter handle... Surface Web. Or surface that's Web. That's a good way to describe me. Is it, is the it, surface Web. Is it, every, every, basically, everything that's indexed is, on, is, is part of the Surface Web. Uh-huh. Very, very small por- portion. Now, the much larger portion <laughs> is something called the Deep Web. Now, some of you may have seen like a graphic before kind of displaying this. So basically, the Surface Web is a small iceberg that's coming up out of the ocean. Okay. Now, the Deep Web is the huge portion underneath... That's much larger than what's sticking out the top. It's a huge portion underneath, and that's everything that you can't access. Now, that's roughly around 90% of the Internet. And that's the deep web. That's the deep web. Now, we're not, not to the dark web yet. Wow. Now, the deep web is basically everything you need a password to get into. Hmm. So if you, like, say all your banking information or... Jeffy your, sites. Jeff, all Jeffy sites. Right. All in the deep web. Deep web. So that's stuff you have to pay to get into, banking information, all that stuff. The dark web is something that is uh, separate from the surface web. You can't just get into it, you know, just by going, you know, googling a site off the surface web. You need specific uh you need specific software to do that. Oh. And I'm going to help you do that. And again, that's coming mm. up very soon. Mm. Um but I want to talk really quickly on just I want to help break that stigma <clears throat> of the dark web and and how it can be used for good. Now, um, if, you're, if you're watching, I want to throw up this, this other article on something that a, a Boston uh, news site did. They were talking about um, domestic abuse and how they're going digital to help women that have been abused and, and stalked by, by whoever their partner was. Um, and, it helped, and they're using the, uh, the dark web and something called the Tor browser to get around uh, their, their abuser going after them and, and tracking them down. It's really a little quick, uh, uh, an excerpt from, from this article. It says, Sarah, and this is just a made-up name. They protected her identity. But Sarah's abuser gained access to every password she had. Mm. He monitored her bank accounts and used her phone to track her location and read her conversations. She endured four years of regular physical and emotional trauma enabled by meticulous digital surveillance. And the existing support services from shelters to police were almost powerless to help her. Now, you think about that. Like... These are professionals in their field that they protect women. Um, I've actually, I, 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 we've we've followed stories on this before here in the DFW area. They are highly secretive. You know, they they they're in uh, shelters where no one knows where they're at, and they, um, I mean, their whole job is to help keep them anonymous. But they can't do it now because of these advances in technology. So, like some of these people, you just go on the internet and you can you can talk about how do you have this person's phone number? Yes. Type in the phone number. You can do a run a trace th- through the internet. You can get access to her phone. You can get her location. You can s- continue to stalk someone, even though they're in a program specifically designed to keep them safe. Um, an example of how hackers or abusers uh, can, can use the internet to hurt you are this, and this is another excerpt from the article. For example, one abuser might hack a company's password database and share the whole thing with others online. Digital communities have sprung up where individuals teach each other how to compromise cell phones to track victims' whereabouts, listen to conversations in a room, take pictures, and read texts and emails so they can learn about the victim's behavior in microscopic level. 
They can do all of this on the internet. Is that not insane? Huh. How many angry girlfriends do you have, Keith, that might be out there attempting this? (laughs) Now, with all that, just imagine what the government can do. Just imagine if there's regular people doing this from their from their homes or whatever. Imagine what the government can do. I mean, uh, hey everybody, I hope you've uh, tuned in to be scared to death today. <laughs> mm. Continue to drink, but <laughs> never fear, be- because there is a way around this. There is a way that we can get around and protect each other. There's ways to do it. I'm going to show you how to do it. We're going to do that coming up out of the bre- coming up right after this break. Again, follow closely along. Because I want you to stay up on this. I want you to be doing this by the end of this segment. Oh, yeah. Again, at JasonButchel.com, 888-900-3393. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pat Gray Unleashed. I am Jason Butchel filling in for Pat. He will be back tomorrow. Everything is good. Just taking care of some business. Um, Again, at Jason Butchel is my Twitter handle. The hashtag is put that in your pipe. If you want to uh, get the, a hold of us. Say that like you're not quite sure. <laughs> what do you mean? It's right there on the screen, Ivan. Look at that, right there. Um, yeah, hashtag us, tweet at us, because I want you guys to make sure that um, that everything we're doing now is um, is easy to understand, easy to follow, and you're able to do this. Because I really, really, I really, really believe in this. This is something that's very, very important to me. I think that's something that we should all be doing, because the more and more... We open ourselves up to technology. The more we open ourselves up to whether it's the government or whether it's just nefarious actors that are looking to take advantage of that. So the first thing I want to talk about is something that I just mentioned, and it's called uh, the Tor browser. Now, let's for everyone that's on, um, on TV right now, I want you to check out the screen right now. I'm just going to show you my screen. And so this, this is what I'm doing right now. So this, this is um, torproject.org. So go to torproject.org, and you can see the uh, the download link for download Tor. Now do that; it's going to like make you go through a couple of things to find like the right operating system and all that stuff. It's going to download, and um, you'll run through your your you know initial you know like setup stuff. It's like it's pretty standard. Now let's go off that for a second because I'm going to set something else up before we go forward. <laughs> okay. And um, I, got, I got some tabs you forgot to close. Yeah. <laughs> What's so, happening there? So while you guys are doing that, I'm going to explain what Tor Browser is. So Tor Browser is a modifi- modified form of Firefox. Remember the fi- old Firefox browser? I used to love it. Then I, they screwed it up or something. Missed it. Well, well, Chrome came out, and I thought that it just operated better. Like inter- the Internet Explorer. Yeah. Remember Netscape? Remember those days? I do remember Netscape. I, I, think, I was Netscape over Explorer. I was too. Like mm-hmm. hardcore. I stood fast. But then they did something. And yeah. Just completely- it's every time. It's kind of like your cell phone. You know, whenever they update your phone, <laughs> yeah. it's never better. I know. Leave it alone. <laughs> right. But that's what happened with browsers too. So this is a modified form of fi- uh, Firefox. And um, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because 
the who started this was the United States government. I think it was the Navy that started this. Hmm. Now later on, it, it ended up getting sold or like just put. I guess the source code ended up getting pushed out. I think the EFF Electronic uh, Frontier Foundation or whatever were the, were the ones that kind of partnered to get this uh, technology out there. But the Navy designed this specifically so classified information would be anonymous. Like it, you couldn't be able to penetrate it. So what you're downloading right now is a specific project from the United States Navy that was then picked up by DARPA. So these are the most intelligent minds in the government to ensure that classified information at the highest levels was secure. So that's, that's, that's what you're downloading right now. Now, the name is derived from its original project name, which was called the Onion Router, which uh, I'm not exactly sure why it's called, uh, why they you know, picked up onion for it. Yeah, but probably different layers, you see. Uh, I, I think that's actually exactly what it is. You're peeling back the layers so that, you know, that's the different levels of, of encryption, basically. But it consists of thousands of relays, like thousands and thousands of people's computers, servers, mm. all that stuff, which are all connected through it. So I, th- so to just to kind of talk about the process. So that once you download this, you, you, you set it up and we'll go through that here in a second. But once you're on and you're in it and you're, you're surfing the internet with it, what it's doing is, is it's bouncing your signal from one of those relays to another relay to a ton of other relays so that they can never find out where you are. So when you're on, right, when you're surfing the internet on this, they have no idea if they do like an IP search, uh, internet provider search to trace your location. They'll come back with some, somewhere in, I don't know, in Germany or something like that. They'll have no idea it's you. Now at the same time, while it's bouncing your signal around, it's also encrypting your information. So they can't, not only can they not tell where it's you, where you are, they can't tell what you're saying. Can you use the dark web? I'm being practical now. Mm hmm. To watch NFL games that are otherwise blacked out in your area? That is a very good question. And I think that, yes, you probably could. Uh, sign me up. I think you probably could. We'll have to test that for like the next time I come on here and see if it actually works. <laughs> but the problem is is that every, things that run on the dark web are a little bit slower. So it has some problem with video. That's okay. I mean, the Falcons are pretty slow <laughs> as well, so it'll, it'll work out nicely. Well, uh, so I, I think the re- and the reason that is is because it's like bouncing your signal all over the yeah, place. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's why it's a trade-off right. to, to be anonymous. To be yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But so to get in like kind of like an example of what this is, I don't know if any of you guys remember the the, the movie Sneakers. Oh, I loved that movie. Robert Redford, one of the greatest hacker a, movies. Of yeah, all time. there's not a lot of movies I've watched twice willingly. Um, but that's I, one of them. Like, every time it's on, it's like Forrest Gump. I can't so stop watching good. it. It's so good. Or Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, I just can't stop. <laughs> but so sneakers is there's this one scene where they're like trying to make a phone call and they're like dialing back to like they're trying to make a phone call. I think to the Secret Service. James Earl Jones is the voice on the other end. <laughs> yes. And Whistler is like the the, the uh, deaf guy. And he's like, so what we're doing? Talking about Rivers' character. He's like, what we're going to do is we're going to bounce your signal off there. We're going to bounce it off a satellite over here that's over Africa, then blah, 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 and all this stuff. And what's hilarious is they have all this like electronic equipment, all this electronic equipment to pull off this one call. Uh-huh. What they were trying to describe then, and when did that movie come out? It was like in the mid-90s? Yeah, about so, that. So what they're trying to pull off in the mid-90s, you can now do with the Tor browser, with what you're hopefully just downloaded, downloaded right now. 92. 92. So that's so talk about the you know the escalation of technology. That's where they are now. That's where they that's where they were then. This is where we are now. Just being able to do it with an open source internet browser. Well, it wasn't basically. too late, America. In 92. You hadn't elected Bill Clinton yet. <laughs> you still had a 
few more months there. So, so while you're doing this, so so again, so what should I be doing right now? If I want if I want to do this, and I know that the engineering uh, folks, the IT guys, are going to love this. Um, if I'm downloading this, right? Where am I? Where am I going right now? So you, so you're back to uh, Tor Project. Dot org. Project.org. Okay, so I'm there. All right. And you see the download tour button right there with the onion? Sure right do. Right in the middle? Okay, got it. Hit that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. So what this is doing, like, and again, I'll go through the process here in a second, or I'll just go through the process right now, but when, when you uh, go to a website, it encrypts your information, it sends it to another relay, it bounces it off a billion other relays while it's encrypted, and goes to the site you want to go to where it's then unencrypted. And then the person you want to talk to or the site you want to visit, then they can see who you are. So This is fun. And, and you know that Jeffy is light years ahead of you down the hall working on this. Oh, wow. I'm he's sure probably, he, he's probably a pro. I don't even want to bring him in here right now like because I, I know he's going to say, got it, done it, been Look. there. <laughs> Look, I'm a pro at this. Save your little lesson for everybody else. <laughs> All right, so... That's that's the first step. So if you've done this, great. Um, I'm now going to hang on a second. I'm going to go back. So let's switch back over to uh, what what my computer shows right now. Real second for the real quick for the TV people. So what you're seeing now is my desktop. So what I'm going to do, uh, this is an extra layer of security. So what I w- want you to do now, so take notes on this if you can, but I want you to sign out of everything on your computer. Like if you're signed into a cloud service like Microsoft or Apple, um, if you're signed into your Google account uh, on, on your computer, sign out of all of that. Just, just sign all out of all of that. Make sure that I, I don't I don't think it's absolutely necessary for you to do that because, again, it's bouncing your signal around. But I just want to I want you to be careful and I want you to. Just this is more another layer of security. The sign out of all that stuff. Oh well, then I'm out. Now here's a second. I know, actually, yeah, that see that is very convenient. That's another reason. Yeah, why I got we too don't many do things stuff. going on here with the folks down the hall. So, but, 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 but you, I'll do this later. But you but you don't really have to. I, yeah. I think you can go ahead and do this. Plus, it's still probably. downloading Tor browser. Now this is this is another layer of security that you're going to see right now. It's just it's just about to pop up. That's a cool screen uh, background there on your little. Computer there. Oh, yeah, are you shooting a gun there? Probably or? shouldn't show that. No, what, are you, uh, what are you aiming at? What, <laughs> what are you aiming at we, there? I'm not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> what happens on my screensaver stays on my screen. Bad Keith. Bad Keith. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so what I just did is I hit uh, I hit enable VPN. So this is a v, what's called a VPN. It's a, v, a virtual private network. Yes. Now, I, I want to stress that you do not have to do this to get on the dark web. Okay. You do not have to do this to, to become invisible. All you really need is the Tor browser, which uh, you just downloaded. Mm, yeah, here we go. But I want to show, but this is just an added layer of security. So what all of that, we just talked about how all of the signals have been bounced around. Um, you are now invisible to the government. You're invisible to any, any other prying eyes. Now, cool. this is one, let's, let's say there's like, I don't know, a hacker finds some kind of like flaw and he gets in and, does, you know, because hackers are, and, and people at the NSA are always finding flaws in, in uh, programs. What this VPN does is it takes your address where they can like pinpoint you and know exactly where you're at and look at everything you're doing. It takes your address and bounces it off to somebody else's address. Huh. So right now, I'll just pull this up real quick. I pulled it down because I wanted to hide the IP address of where we're at. So I'll pull this up. Uh, hang on a second. I'll just show you that from like from the start. We're gonna like enable the VPN. You just click it. These are all like I use hide.me, but you, um, there's a ton of VPNs out there that you can use. 
Um, what it's what it's doing is it just took our IP address, and now if you can see where my cursor is right there, it just made it. If you can see, it says now it thinks we're in the Netherlands. Oh, nice. So now if someone tracked where I'm at right now, mm-hmm. they think that I am in the Netherlands. Of course, legally, you could get away with more in the Netherlands if you were actually there, but I, may- I digress. Maybe that's why they sent it in that direction. <laughs> I have no idea. It's kind of funny. Uh-huh. But um, all right, so let's let's go off that really quick. Good, you already did. And all right, so so now not only are we invisible through the, through the Tor browser – and not only, uh, but, but we're also we've also signed out of all of our cloud stuff except for you, Keith, because you won't do it. And we've also used the Tor browser <laughs> so that we can, uh, so that so that there's this other extra layer. So so we are like triple protected right now. Wow! Right now, kind of takes the fun out of it. My computer right now is everything that we thought we had before Edward Snowden. It's everything that we thought oh, we had well said, yeah. before all of those revelations came to light. Mm-hmm. That's like we thought that we were safe on, on online. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we thought, I mean, but little by little, I mean, even, and even before Edward Snowden, there was like how many, we started seeing those, you know, like, uh, you know, like, what are you looking at right now? What are you, I don't want to derail this conversation. <laughs> but, but you you're and going I, to. You and I have had conversations off the air about Edward Snowden, but those were yes. years ago. Yes. Where do you stand now on Edward Snowden? Same thing. Wow, you and yeah, I just disagree. I yeah, I, we can go. We can go. I way don't have time to do that Hero. in this segment. But Hero. traitor. Hero. <laughs> <laughs> but back on to what I was yeah, saying. Sorry, my bad. Right now, you are a ghost. My computer right now is a ghost. So when we come back. In just a few seconds, I am going to show you some of the things that you can see uh, on on, uh, on tour. Some of the things you can see on the dark web. Some of the good things, maybe a few of the bad, and I think you might be surprised. Um, but first, I want to talk about this. Is something that uh, I don't know, Keith. You really don't look like you have this issue, but I have this issue. What's that? I have to go home now and like work out because now like my met- metabolism is not where it used to be. It, 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 it's insane, huh. but you know, like losing weight and keeping it off can, can can be a real struggle. And once you hit a certain age, like mine, it becomes I'm big struggle. Older than you? Hush. <laughs> what are you? Oh, how old are you? Forty. Yeah, I'm above you. Oh, okay, good. Love it. The struggle is real, Keith. Uh-huh. You want to lose those extra pounds, but it feels like shoveling sand. It totally feels like shoveling sand. This, so this is where Riduzone can help. With proper nutrition, diet, and exercise, Riduzone will help you lose weight, and more important, keep those extra pounds from becoming return visitors. Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. Riduzone has taken all the good stuff in olive oil and created a patent product containing OEA that has been shown to boost your metabolism or reducing your appetite. So if you've hit that age where nothing seems to work in your weight loss world, it's time you try Riduzone. Order today, Riduzone.com. I want you to enter the promo code PAT, that's PAT, P-A-T, and receive 30% off a three-month supply. That's Riduzone.com, promo code PAT, for 30% off a three-month supply. It's time to make it happen, guys. Let Riduzone get you over the hump. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT, for 30% off a three-month supply. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. You gonna drink that, man? Gray Unleashed. 
Welcome back to Pat Gray Unleashed. Hi, I'm Jason Butchel filling in for the great and wonderful Pat Gray. Um, tweet me, at Jason Butchel. Hashtag, put that in your pipe. I think we uh, already have some people doing that now, don't we, Keith? We do. Uh, the prolific G.D. Chapel gives us a quote from Professor Hubert J. Farnsworth from Futurama, who said, technology isn't intrinsically good or evil, it's how it's used, like the death ray. Nice. <laughs> Saves 84. Uh, Jason has so far said, Keith is insanely smart and is always doing amazing things. Is he drunk already? I'm the only one not drinking so far. Uh-huh. Man. That's a good point, Saves. I, I'm with you. <laughs> uh, Curly the Shark says, 30 minutes into today's show, and you're already my new favorite guest host. What? what? Thanks, man. Appreciate uh, that. Let's see. DMX DM. Holy crap. Pat Unleashed lost his hair. Oh, wait. It's just Jason. Butler. How dare you, sir? Can you scream <laughs> as good as Pat? He wants to I, know. That No, definitely mm-hmm. cannot. That's all. I've I never am. heard you yell, and I know that that's possible. Yeah. So let's work we'll on that. We'll save that, maybe. Have a couple hours. Uh, Nicole says, Jason, uh, I did adjust my dial. I turned the volume up. Woo-woo! Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> and let's see. Lori D says, Jason just told us to sign out of the blaze. Oh, hey. That's a good um, point. You did, mm. didn't he? On a technicality, That's, he's got you. Can we can we ri- rewind that yeah, part so and what, just not read that? What, what is happening is uh, you signed onto the dark web. Uh, you downloaded the Tor browser, and um, in so doing, to become anonymous on the web, you suggested at least for the moment to sign out of all your websites. Uh, and now that's where we're picking up our lesson of uh, getting a tour of the dark web with Jason instead of Jeffy. It's safer that way. All right, all right. So this is what we're. I'm gonna I'm gonna, ra- I'm gonna wrap this up here because I'm going to save a lot of this. I'm I'm doing a TV show for Glenn, and we're gonna go a lot deeper uh, into just the dark web, everything that's on it. And I, but I wanted to g- give you guys kind of like a just an introductory on how all of this starts. And I wanted to kind of like kind of break the stigma a little bit of of the dark web and 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 how it's like it's it's not all bad out there, but I want to show you. So here is um, let's go back to my screen here for a second. So what you're seeing if if you're just listening on radio and not watching the TV broadcast, they're seeing my screen right now, which is basically my VPN is up, my virtual private network it's enabled. They think we're in the Netherlands, and now I'm going to pull up the Tor browser. So now I'm clicking on the Tor browser. First thing you're going to start to see when the Tor browser comes up, and it's it's going to say loading relay information. So basically, what it's doing is it's like getting all of those like uh, those those different computers all over the world. It's compiling that list, mm-hmm. and it's getting it's it's setting your information to be uh, to be encrypted, private, and no one's going to be able to find you. Yeah, exactly. And you can see this happening right now at the Blaze TV. By the way, Millennial Falcon, nice tweet. Uh, it says. Uh, so technically, using this dark web method, one of my dying requests wouldn't necessarily have to be clear my browser history. <laughs> right. <laughs> Take <Nice>. it away. <laughs> nice. Um, so I I have been all over the uh, the dark web. There's a lot of things where you can see that are really bad. I'm not going to show you those uh, on on this. What I'm going to sh- what I'm going to concentrate is on the things that we talked about before. Which is, um, you know, it, it, it all depends on which way you take technology. They can be either really good or it can be really bad. Now, let's say, let's go back again to, let's say you're in, I don't know, we, we, you, can take, you can take these examples anywhere in the world. But I just want to say, like, really quick, just really put this in perspective. Let's say you're in China and you want to send a mail, like a, like a group mail out to your congregation on where you're going to meet for that week. So you're on the dark web. You're completely a ghost. I just hit an, uh, a link for a... Um, a secure email. 
Now, it takes a little bit longer, if you notice. Like, if you, if you go towards some of these sites, it takes a little bit longer um, for some of these to load because it's going through all those different relays all over the yeah, world. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Mm-hmm. So, once, so, right now, what I have up is this thing called SecMail. It's a secure, online, uh, secure mail service. Everything is encrypted on here. Everything you do is completely anonymous. Completely anonymous. No one can look in on this, as far as we know. Like, unless they've created some uber-crazy secret backroom NSA thing, this or, is supposed to be completely Or if secure. they have the Blaze TV, and they can obviously just spy on you right now in real time. <laughs> yeah, directly <laughs> from my computer screen. Um, let's say that you want to uh, do a social media network. Like, remember... Uh, like, like uh, it's, it's in the news a lot lately that conservative, uh, you know, uh, sites on Facebook are getting locked out. Yeah. People like Alex Jones are getting deplatformed. You can move your operation to the dark web. Like, if Alex Jones, like, if I'm consulting him right now, I'm saying, bro, you do a big uh, online security push. Yeah. You, you basically listen to Jason, at Jason Butchell's, you know, segment, hour one on the Blaze Radio. Follow that, follow these guidelines, and then move your entire operation to the dark web. Teach your listeners how to get on Tor Browser and all that stuff. They can do everything that he was doing when he was deplatformed all off the dark web. No one could deplatform him. That's the power of this. That's pretty cool. Pretty amazing. And can you, just think about how much this is needed right now. Yeah. As conservative voices are getting shut down. I mean, this is so, so important. I, I cannot stress this enough. But this is a, this is a thing called Galaxy 3. It is, um, I don't know if you can see on the, uh, on the, uh, the broadcast or the, uh, the screen share up there on, if you're watching on TV, but I just highlighted what the, the, the end of the, of the address. It usually says .com or .org. Everything on tour is .onion. So that just, it looks funky, but it's huh. .onion. Okay. And if you go to, if you, if you're on the, the regular surface web and you're not surfing on the dark web, you're just on like Safari or whatever. And if you uh, Google like dark websites, like you could Google like a dark website search engine, something will pop up. Um, and actually, let's let's just I'll I'll show you what one looks like. So this, this, this so so this Galaxy Three is a social network, kind of like Facebook, kind of like um kind of like that, to where you can create. So you can have your own community. You can put out the news that you want to put out. You can talk to the people that you want to talk to, and it doesn't matter anywhere in the world, and you will be completely anonymous. Um, but let's just say I'll help you out with. Uh, let's go to a search engine. This one is uh, I, I hate the name, but it's called Not Evil is the search engine. And if you go to, uh, just if you Google that on Safari or, you know, or Chrome or however you're like, you'd surf the regular internet, just Google the not evil dark web uh, web address. I see that. And it'll show you. And that you just copy that web address, then go back to, uh, to Tor, put that in. Now you can just kind of search like Google. So anything you ever would want, just, just think about anything you want to know about. Huh. You will type that in there, and you'll be able to go and check it out. So you're, yeah, you're actually on it right now. Yeah. You could nice to know that the uh, Blaze TV has your computer screen. <laughs> I'm, I'm of mine. glad, right at this point, actually. <laughs> um, but so these are this is this is the this is the good side of of the dark web. These are the ways that it can help your life, it can enhance your life, it can make everything better. But there is a dark side. And I don't mean just because of its namesake, the dark web, but there, there, is a, there is a nefarious, there is a very bad part of the dark web. But it's not the majority of the dark web. It's, a small, it's, actually, it's actually a small minority of the dark web. Most people use the dark web 
to just remain anonymous. Like all of the, everyone right now that's listening to this, that's probably why you listen to the dark web or, or why you would want to get on the dark web because you want to remain private. You, yeah. you, you, you want to remain anonymous. So that's probably why you're getting on it. But coming up, I want to say in like maybe a couple weeks or so, we are going to go even further into this. Oh, boy. Watch uh, the Glenn Beck program, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I will announce when this is going to happen. I mean, maybe I'll just run back in to be a guest on Pat's show when he comes back and to say the actual date of yeah, the show. Yeah, let us know. But we are actually going to go to some of these sites. I'm going to show you some of the things that are the, the dark areas, places that you need to stay away from. But that's it. So that's uh, that's our kind of uh, expose into the dark web. Wow. We're coming back here with another big concept, and we're going to talk to a buddy of mine that's the managing editor at Faithwire. Um, crazy cool, crazy cool guy. You don't want to miss this. Um, but that's coming up in just a few minutes. See you then. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Seriously, are you going to drink that? I mean, I, you know, I'm just, I, I'm just staring at it all day. I, I'm sorry, we're back on the air. Don't, oh, hey. Hey, welcome back to Pat Gray Unleashed. Hi, I'm Jason Butchel filling in for Pat. And welcome, I cannot believe you just did that. What? Keith's stealing my drinks here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> got Don't ignore it, man. It's good stuff. Welcome to Big Concept Wednesday, which I've now dubbed... And again, hopefully Pat doesn't get mad at me for that. But we're moving on now from uh, Internet security, the dark web, and all that stuff. And moving into hour two, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, please stick around for a little bit more because this is only get bigger and better, actually. Cool. So the second thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about looking at the world through a different lens. And what I mean by that. So what I mean is most of us, we get, we get our news, let's say, from, I don't know, like an Internet news site, a, uh, you know, like CNN broadcasts. Um, some pundit or whatever that's giving his, you know, awesome, uh, you know, angle or, or, or viewpoint on whatever's going on with a cool backdrop behind him. You know, it, it's very rare that you actually see, um, or see, hear about news from the people that are actually doing something about it. Um, and Hurricane Florence is, 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 is a great example. I want to, uh, just a really quick update. Uh, they've now updated the, uh, casualty, um, uh, number to 37, 37 people have died in multiple states. Mm. Over 340,000 people are without power in North Carolina alone. And something that I didn't even, I added this in here because uh, something I didn't even think about, but like the, the damage to like farmers, ranchers, um, what happens to the land. There's over 1.7 million chickens that have been killed. Wow. 1.7 million chickens. You can imagine what that's going to do to like KFC prices for crying out loud. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's over 6 million more that are at risk. I mean, it's just the, the fallout from this is devastating, but there are people that are, are that are making a difference. And this is a passion project of mine, actually. And it's to see the news in the world through a different lens from the people that are actually doing something about it. And I want to bring in uh, a buddy of mine. His name is Dan Andros. He's the managing editor from faithwire.com. And he's got a really interesting perspective on, on, on looking at the world like this. Dan, thanks for being on with us. Hey, Jason, what's up? How you doing out there, buddy? Did you guys get hit with the hurricane? Nope. 
No, we didn't get it. It's been, it feels like it's, I'm actually in the Philadelphia area and, uh, it sort of has felt like Seattle for the past couple of weeks. It's been <laughs> cloudy and rainy like yeah. every single day. It's been pretty brutal, but um, obviously nothing compared to what's going on down there in, uh, in North Carolina. And um, yeah, and to your point, I mean, we've been covering these stories on our site on Faithwire. Um, and to your point about seeing the people that are actually doing uh, good on the ground, I mean, we just have one fantastic story, which Jason, I'll, I know you'll love because this guy's a, a former Marine. Yeah, say no more. And, I'm in. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but this is great, and we're starting to see some stories like this. But again, they don't get most of the coverage. I mean, you're seeing kind of everybody uh, already move on in the media. They'll maybe show a couple things, but the situations actually they're not out of the water yet in North Carolina. By the way, like uh, the the state police there and the and the officials released video drone footage that they are taking. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yeah. But in the last three days. It was of a highway that's completely flooded, and there's a bridge there going over the highway, and you've seen the drone shot, and they show the same angle from the past three days, and each day it's gotten higher, and it's now up to the top of the bridge. Oh, so my gosh. This is, in places, this water is still getting higher, so these flood risks are not going away, but you know the media has moved on to, to Kavanaugh and all the latest Trump shenanigans. So, right. Um, but, but yeah, we had one great story, uh, Jason, to your point about seeing it through the people who are actually doing stuff. And this guy, this former Marine, Jason Weinman is 47 years old. Well, years ago, he bought this truck. Now, I don't know if you've seen the picture of it, Jason. I, I don't know what kind of truck this is. The way, the best way I can, can we it actually, is, for the people on TV, can we put, throw up that article? Cause I think there's a picture of the truck actually on, on Dan's article. If we have it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it right there. So you're seeing it. Dan, right. That's a five ton military truck it's like one of the biggest baddest things we have it's so ridiculous looking it's hilarious right and if you're just listening on a podcast or radio just imagine the scene from indiana jones when he steals the truck and uh he's got the ark in the back and then there's you know that whole great sequence when the guys are trying coming up trying to get him it's a truck like that that's pretty much what it looks like a newer version of that um so it's this huge now he bought this years ago and and it's and he now he's out driving around rescuing people out of the water and there you know people are stuck in the water and all of a sudden this guy rolls up in a military vehicle and it's not the <laughs> government it's just a guy and uh you have to think that his friends and his neighbors when he bought this thing were probably looking at him a little bit like the people <laughs> back in the day looked at Noah when he was building this giant ark in no. the middle of nowhere like like you know what are you doing we're in the desert why are you building a giant boat you know and uh same thing for this guy, right? Like, why are you buying this big mill? Now, I bet you a lot of those same neighbors are pretty glad that he's rolling around in that truck today. So great. Um, yeah, that, it's, it's, it really is amazing when you when you decide that you're going to look at the world through this lens, you will find that pretty much people are just kind of awesome. I mean, people are mm-hmm. awesome. We've like, and Dan, we've traveled before. Um, we, we've done these things before where, you know, we went to Iraq and we, you know, we just wanted to go find if there was like some if there were heroes in, anywhere like the, in, involved in the Middle East and were battling against ISIS. We didn't care about what the media was saying. We wanted to actually get the information straight from the heroes. And so that's yeah. kind of how we looked at it. Are, are you are you following any other stories nowadays that you know uh, anything that can provide us hope and not just punditry that we're getting nowadays? <laughs> Yeah, I mean there there are tons of stuff. I mean there there is a guy Jason and uh, and you know I know that you know who he is, but um, there, there's a guy that I've been following since we started our site almost two years ago now, um, and his name's Dave Eubank, and he's with the Free U- oh, Free Burma Rangers. Amazing. And this guy this guy is just phenomenal. I mean as as one of our uh, friends called him, the Christian Rambo. Yes, and uh, you know so but but this guy's <laughs> great, and, and it's people like him that we're following because. 
he's out there and he basically moved his whole family to Burma. He's in conflict zones and he's, you know, totally risking his life like every day, you know, to be out on the front lines and to help people in need and, and provide them with first aid and, and immediate needs. And so, um, you know, I, we've covered people on our site. Um, Kate Bartow's another one. She was like a 20, an early 20 something young, young person, young woman. And she, uh, she gave up. She had a really successful job going uh, with a big oil company. And she actually quit to go minister, you know, to actually be a missionary in Haiti because she, she had family roots there. But after the hurricane went, she just up and left her job, just left all the money behind and was like, I, I've got to go down to Haiti and, and do what I can to help. And, and so, you know, I followed her for a few days and she was amazing. She just nonstop, all she did was go around with medical gear and just help people there because in, in places like that in the world, I mean, simple stuff that we take for granted is like really hard. Like if your kid gets a cut, you, you think not, nothing of it. You just go into the first aid drawer, you, you get some, you know, some, some, you know, clean it out, do all that stuff, bandage it up. Well, they don't have that. They don't even have water in a lot of those places. So it's like, what do you do? Like, I mean, literally I saw a girl whose leg would, would have been lost if it wasn't for Kate because she just got a cut while she was playing with her friends. What's 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 amazing to me is like when you decide that you're going to consume your uh, news and consume your information from this lens, you're like you know you're not just getting like a political, I don't know like stance on it or, or like spin. You're you're finding out like like so when you mentioned Dave Eubanks, like I did not know hardly anything about the Burma conflict. I didn't know anything about that. Right. And he's all yep. talking about what they're doing to help people, not just reporting on the situation, but like you're learning about everything that's involved with the situation. You're learning global news, but you're getting it from the mouths and through the eyes of the people that are actually making a difference. I mean, it, right? Be- yeah, because if you're not, I mean, look. I mean, and, and, and I'm sure a lot of reporters try to do a good job, but they just do it the way that everybody else has always done it. So, you know, if a reporter goes to, first of all, you don't know about Burma. There's a genocide going on there, by the way. But and people, you know, the Rohingya people have been, have been just pushed out of there. Now, you've heard some blips on it on the news, but why haven't you seen too many in-depth reports? Well, because, as Dave told us, it would take a, a significant investment of your time and energy to actually go over there and spend time you know, in the jungles with the people, you know, because you can't just, it's not like you can just fly into an airport and then go get your story and then come back. Like you actually have to trek into the woods and into these hard to reach places. Well, what is it, what does it say that you haven't seen a report about that? It says that they don't care. Mm -hmm. And it's probably, if there was a political thing to gain from that, I'm sure if Trump, you know, had some policy all of a sudden that, you know, they could spin into, you know, some hateful thing. I'm sure you'd see all kinds of reporters down there finding out how they could spin that into a, you know, to show all the sad faces so you'd be mad at Trump, but, um, you know, or vice versa, whatever the situation may be. So, um, so yeah, those stories are out there, but you, you can't get the, the real story um, when you just get a reporter who goes and he, and he might hit a few sources or something, but then just gives you a report from a hotel room standing there. Like, you're just not going to get the actual story. Um, this is a passion project for both of us. Um, I, I know that you can get a lot of these stories uh, at faithwire.com. I highly recommend everyone listening right now. Go to faithwire.com. Look up Dan. Hit him up on social. Um, go to his site. You will feel, after reading, getting your news from Faithwire every day, you will feel a whole lot more you know, fulfilled, a, little, a whole lot more blessed and informed. And it's just a good way to get your news. But they can also go to, then do you have, what's the link of, so you and I are actually doing this, uh, doing something on our own. Do you, what, what, do you have the link to that where they can also get some of these stories? Yeah, so, um, well, we just started the page, you know, are you talking about the Patreon page? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, if you go to patreon.com slash the virtue project, um, we just we just kind of put that page up there. And so basically, Jason and I, as he said, we've been kind of doing these chasing these stories for a long time. So we've kind of put this out there and you're going to be one of the first ones to see it because we literally just published it a few hours ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, but but more to come, place, but more to come. But 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 I mean, Jason and I were blessed enough to go to Iraq and we've been to a couple other places, but um you know, we would love to keep telling more of these stories. And as we mentioned, it takes, you know, time and investment. But um, if you actually feel, you know, that you were blessed by some of these stories that Jason and I have told, you know, um, over the years, uh, then, you know, feel, feel, you know, uh, free to check this out and see if it's something that you might be interested in supporting. Because, I mean, another way you can look at it is, look, if you want to send two guys into a crazy area and watch <laughs> them uh, struggle for their life, then then uh, go, ahead and, <laughs> yes. go ahead and check out this site. Really, really quick, Dan, um, what was the name of that Patreon page? Patreon.com slash what? The Virtue Project. And, and also, uh, again, I want to reiterate, faithwire.com. Hit up Dan Andros. Go to his website. Amazing, amazing stories. Dan, you're awesome, brother. I love you. Uh, thanks for coming on with us, man. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. See you. All right. So now, I mean, we've had some amazing stories. We've had some awesome big concepts. So now, I don't know. Like, how do we top that up? Maybe bring Jeffy in and talk about wax or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> Look, there are times when you're going into dangerous places. You want to be able to hear everything. Yeah. Right? Very true. I mean, you don't want you go into them, some of those places. If you're not hearing right, it, you can be in trouble. Uh, yes. I That's can't argue before with you go. Before you and Dan take off, and I'm please sold. take off. I'm, I, I'm not opposed. I am not opposed to you and Dan taking off to those dangerous places. You need to get your ears cleaned. And by doing cleaning your ears, use Wax RX system. You know, many people use the cotton swabs, and all that does is, you know, for years everybody thought the cotton swabs were how to clean your ears. And uh, no, uh, uh, no. All that does is push the wax deeper into your ears. You can get the real solution for stubborn earwax, the Wax RX ear wash system. Doctor developed, works safely when all those other problems products fail and you know what it's cheaper than going to the doctor's office yeah that's right so it's even better than just using the system it's cheaper than going to the doctor wax rx comes with everything you need to safely clean out the earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit go to usewaxrx.com usewaxrx.com order your reusable earwash system today use the offer code radio they'll ship it right to your house for free Amazing. Use WaxRx.com. U-S-E WaxRx.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Welcome back. Pat Gray Unleashed. I am Jason Butchell at Jason Butchell filling in for the great Pat Gray. Um, really quick, just to tie off uh, the, the first hour segment, I got another tweet. Uh, this one from uh, Christopher Wynn, who's uh, asked a couple questions, said, Can Tails operating system do the same thing as Tor? And can using JavaScript expose, expose your IP address on Tor? 
Uh, and the reason he asked that is because Tor disables JavaScript. That's why he's asking. So I, I can't answer your JavaScript uh, question. I, d- I don't really know about that one. Um, but the Tails operating system, so I know that that's like a Linux-based thing, which uh, it gets kind of complicated. But I know a lot of people use that because you can put it on like a USB thumb drive or something like that. Like if you didn't want to have Tor actually on your system, and they plug that in, and that's how they how they do it. I, I've heard about a lot of security risks with using Tails, and Tails actually uses the Tor system. So I did, personally didn't see a reason to do it. I, I, it just seemed like it was just easier to just download Tor and do it kind of how we how we went through it. But that, that, that's just my personal. Uh, oh, so and you can pay uh, in the future for uh, internet help and IT help uh, <laughs> by just uh, you know go ahead and tweet Jason again and let him know your number. We'll call you and he'll charge you for that information. Right, taking Bitcoin because straight this through is the far, dark. This is as far as we're going right now. Okay? <laughs> um, keeping up with our last topic with Dan, uh, I also wanted to start with and this is again the, kind of the greater concept of of getting news and looking at it through uh, the lens of the, of the of the caregivers, the people that are actually doing stuff on the ground. And really quick, I just want to, before we talk about what Mercury One is doing, we, we got a great video. We just got this in of some of the things that they're doing there. So really quick, just want to show just a few things that Mercury One is doing uh, for Hurricane Florence. How's it going? This is Jeremy Lockfoot, a journalist with Mercury One again. Um, we just did a heart-wrenching kind of walk through a house with a family as they saw for the first time. John, what were you saying, John, with the Cajun Navy? You were saying this is the first time you guys have done it. Yeah, we've uh, we've done this for the Cajun Navy has rescued flood people for a long time, uh, taking them away from their flooded houses. But this is actually the first time in history, I believe, that the Cajun Navy has brought them back to retrieve personal belongings. These people here, they were able to. Uh, They've got a bunch of little kids. They were able to save a bunch of their clothes and pampers. They had an infant formula. Just amazing. Uh, Daddy even was able to save some Air um, Jordans back Mercury here. I saw. Is, they're, they're always all over. Uh, anytime there's a Look disaster, that, yeah. Mercury One is all over. That, that's just that's just insane. Flooding that's... damage. I mean, between uh, seeing the damage that uh, happened in Houston from Harvey, and then uh, you know, I mean, I've seen firsthand. Damage from flooding to homes, and it's devastating. Devastating. The and it's devastating for those families going back because in your head you're st- you know the waters you know that's flooded and everything, but you're still walking into the front door yeah. like you did a week ago right. coming home from work, and that's not what it's like, man. It is just destroyed. I some one of the, there's a couple of uh, really awesome programs that Mercury One does, and, and going off of what you said, Jeffy is like you, you just don't you think some people just see the white rising floodwaters and they don't understand or just not not understand, but they just don't think about like all the like secondary things that how your life is upended. That's one um, f- food like we just talked about. It. Like I don't know if you heard, but there's like millions of chickens that have been wiped out in this area. Millions. Uh, you of don't chickens. know if I've heard. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I know you're a Golden Chick fan, so you're like you'd be uh, like spending like chickens probably, are food. Uh, uh, Three point four million chickens and turkeys. I don't know if you, you ask them. You don't know if I've heard. You already had the notes. That's Get amazing. Get your turkeys now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean tobacco. There's there's all kinds of crops that are being destroyed from uh, tobacco. The sweet potatoes crop is devastated. Uh, the poultry houses, like the chicken and the turkeys, uh, hogs. The hog farms are lost a bunch there, and they don't even have a final total on the hog farms yet. It's just insane. Um, Mercury One's got a uh, has got a photographer down there. I think you saw him right there at the beginning of that video. 
Uh, his, his name's Jeremy Locke, and he's sending updates from on how Mercury One is responding to this. Um, and he's on uh, both on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, look at the Mercury One uh, Facebook, Mercury One Instagram, and you can see all these like updates. And and if you're donating, and and please, if you can, we we highly recommend. It. Please donate to Mercury One because they are doing these things on the ground. They are the boots on the ground in these areas. Um, one of the one of the great uh, programs that they're running is called Operation Barbecue. I've had the opportunity to to see Operation Barbecue in action. I think it was during uh, was it during Harvey. Um, and uh, these guys are amazing. Their food is amazing. They're they're right there on the ground right now. They're feeding people. They're providing meals to first responders. Um, all the displaced residents. Um, they're the photographer. Mercury One's photographer Locke is he's there. He's providing live coverage. He's getting interviews from the people that as they're there. It, it's amazing. Um, he's also uh, somebody else we're, we're partying with. He's also embedded with the Cajun Navy. Cajun Navy is like you need to give every single one of member of the Cajun Navy a medal of honor. Mm-hmm. Those guys are amazing. They are. So I so most most of them. Are, are, are from Louisiana. Uh, some of them are, I think, but most of them are. Anytime there's, uh, uh, you know, something b- breaks out, they jump in their trucks, they hitch up uh, boats, and they go out to these areas. They are amazing. I mean, and they're not. It's not yeah. They're not getting paid for this. They're just right. doing it because they're amazing human beings. Because they're awesome Americans that are trying to help out other Americans in need. Um, we're also partnering with uh, another group called Somebody Cares. They're from uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, Somebody Cares uh, partner CRI is serving two meals a day. Um, their distribution of supplies is expected to begin tomorrow, or they're actually already beginning. Um, trucks initially had difficulty getting to the uh, to getting to Wilmington, but the I forty was under a crazy amount of water. Um, but supplies are, are starting to arrive. Um, they are now expecting power washers, shop vacs, brooms, mops, bleach, garbage cans, other cleaning supplies to help uh, equip volunteer teams uh, for the cleanup effort. Again, it's uh, these the Mercury One uh, and and other groups like Mercury One. They're on the ground. They're providing um, a, a relief. They're making a difference. And 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 again, like. You know, kind of, it kind of irritates me that there's, there's, a, there's a lot of. Uh, I personally would rather get my news from going through like a Facebook or Instagram feed from Mercury One. That's just me. I can find out every, I can find out the entire situation through that feed. And what actually is happening? What actually is happening? It's actually, happening. you're not going to get a Mercury One volunteer faking how fast the wind is by leaning into it <laughs> while a couple of, you know, while a couple of dudes are walking behind them. You're not going to see that. The wind gate. Have you? I know we've had the fake one, the real ones, but have you seen any of the fake ones that they have come up with now? Oh no, no, oh, they're fantastic. <laughs> we'll have to see if I've got those in the system for the chewing the fat. People have, uh, people have assisted uh, the weather reporters in reporting those <laughs> and reporting themselves so with Windgate. It's really, really funny. I just saw a, a brand new one. There's like, a, there's a reporter from like a local news. Or I think he's local news, but he, of course, he's in the full getup where he's got the what the overalls. That's you know? Anderson Cooper, right? No, so it looks similar to that one. Okay, so but he's standing waist deep into the water. He's got the waders on, and he's got the, that's what they're called. Yeah. yeah, and then right behind him, there's another dude literally walking six feet behind him, and someone goes, "Is that Jesus walking behind that reporter?" <laughs> yeah. Well, that I mean, the original. That's so funny because the original Today Show one from when they were in New Jersey or whatever. Even Matt Lauer goes, "Were those some kind of holy men walking by?" <laughs> this is so good. The uh, the Anderson Cooper one though was like again another way that they use these like broadcasts. Yeah, he and wasn't lying. He was not lying. He was not lying. He was just doing. I mean, that, that's the whole thing is that we were you're trying to say that he was lying. He wasn't lying. Right. It's just that he was trying to give you a message. That really was a different message than what was happening, right? Where he was at, right? Yeah. It, it's kind of tough to kind of tough to call it lying, but that's what the reporters do, right? I mean, that's what those guys do, anyway. Which, to your point, 
means follow Mercury One. You're, you're going to see what's actually going on. Right. I know. And you're not going to get some kind of spin. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't get the spin. Like the, the thing, even the, the thing with Anderson Cooper, it was used on both sides to try to make some kind of like political thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like we we don't need that. No, we don't. These we, people are struggling. Yeah. And they're, yeah. They're, <laughs> I mean, it's a disaster. They don't care what political party right. you belong to when you come and give them help. Right. Right. And uh, on your point to uh, Operation Barbecue, uh, you know, he's uh, from this area, and uh, I'm a big fan. Mm. I know it's a surprise. We've worked but, with him for a while. Uh, yeah, we have. And he's also, he's done some of our big events, uh, which is, uh, I'm also a fan. Uh, is he the guy that's come <laughs> over here to the other building and everything? Is that the same group? Or am I, wrong? I don't think that's them. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, he may have been over there a couple of times, but he's been to a couple of big Mercury One events, okay. and uh, he's also done some stuff, some other stuff that uh, uh, he's... Uh, done through my wife and so uh i'm a huge fan uh you cannot <laughs> do not ever let them run out of power yeah <laughs> they need to be cooking yeah they're awesome <laughs> good stuff man. there's like yeah I, I just yeah just to reiterate from from what dan was saying is that um this really is a passion project of ours and uh it really does help like uh and glenn's new book addicted to outrage just came out uh was it that 18th just came out. In case you haven't heard, just you know, around here. It, oh, is that yeah, what that is? Is that oh, yesterday? Right there. That's yeah. what that is right there? Oh, my gosh. Addicted to Outrage. Um, yeah, pick it up. It's on Amazon right now. Um, I, I highly recommend you guys reading it. And there's a, there's there's a multiple sections. Uh, I've, I've read through it. It's an amazing book. There's multiple sections in there that really talk about, again, how the media kind of like distorts our percep- perception on some of these really important you know events or, t- or topics. And I, I'm not saying that this is completely the answer to it, but if you just by, just bypass, go th- go through the mainstream media, you know, go go around it, go to go to places like the Blaze that are like hitting up topics that are, maybe aren't being talked about, you know, in certain areas. Go to some of the other uh, places that aren't just trying to pundit their way through a, through an idea or a topic or whatever's going on. Go straight to the caregivers. Go straight to people like Mercury One. Go straight to the stores that are selling. Valentine's Day hearts with messages on them so you can just eat a thousand of them. That's the only thing I want from that darn addictive outrage book. <laughs> that's, so that's the entire book. That's what you got out of Thank it. Thank you. That's, that's it. That, that's, that's awesome. It. I'm, I know I'm addicted to outrage and I want Valentine's Day candy hearts. <laughs> Get addicted to outrage. Uh, again, it's available right now on Amazon or any other bookstore. We will be right back with Chewing the Fat with Jeff. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, you get a theme song? Absolutely. Oh, totally Are you kidding me? This is, chewing, the, this is chewing the fat, baby. What is this? And just because, as Jason calls him, the great Pat Gray, whatever, <laughs> uh, isn't here, doesn't uh-huh. give you pig rights. Oh, I got pig rights, baby. <laughs> So I guess this is called chewing the fat, and from from my oh, viewpoint, right. there's a whole lot to chew today. Thank you. There right? is a whole lot to chew today. That's funny. That's funny. I got <laughs> you that. Like that. Yeah. No, I didn't. That didn't. That didn't go by me. Okay. I, got Jeez, that. I mean, there's nothing lot, can get. There's by a you. lot to chew every day. <laughs> Thank you. Again. Okay. Keep them coming. And I came in to apologize to you and everything. <laughs> Jason uh, 
Well, how do you say your last name again? Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I knew it was coming. Stupid stupid segment, Jeffy. (laughs) (laughs) I came to apologize to you yesterday. I missed your. uh, We did the. We're talking the Emmys, and I brought up the writers, the shows that have eight million writers. I was listening, and I know, and I and I missed your text. And so yesterday, as we're doing the Emmys, because I'm saying, come on, these shows have all these writers. The winning show, I think, had fourteen or fifteen writers that wins for a. Uh, uh, an hour show once a week. Yeah. Okay. An hour show once a week, and the the product that they put out should be a lot better than what it is. Yeah. And I, I get this text from Jason. You better mention that GB <laughs> has just like uh me. <laughs> Straight up though. You did mention Nathan too. Yeah. I don't want to throw Nathan under the bus. And yeah. uh, where's our Emmy? Right. I mean, look. You don't. People don't understand a daily show, both TV and radio. I know daily. Like if I told one of those ra- uh, writers that's on John Oliver, like that we do that, they would probably have a heart attack. Oh, they would. Mm-hmm. They, they would. They would definitely. Good have gosh. A heart attack. Wait, and, I thought Glenn Beck came up with this stuff on the fly, just all on his own. No. Oh yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah. Did he say you no? Know, yeah, no, he just he helps them. Yeah. Make sure yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. printed out in the yeah, just, oh, just yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. just like a copy editor. Oh, maybe we can start a new category in the Emmys for uh, printer. <laughs> well, look, look now, serious business. How now you think about this. I mean, the Stuber Gear, Wonderful World of Stew show, and, and while I don't really like the man, uh, the show was good. <laughs> the show was funny. I mean, I'm not. No, we'll never say that to his face. Uh, but what did, what what did that show have? I don't know. Two writers as well. Maybe. Maybe. No. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we came up with ideas yeah. and did stuff, and then that was it, right? Probably one editor, one producer. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you Dude. get that. Right. And do we, there's no, there's never been an Emmy. There's never been a Webby. There's never been an Internetty. There's is, never been nothing. Is Webby a thing? Webbies are. Oh, okay. Is yeah, Internetty? The, the Internetties, I think they canceled that. Okay. <laughs> I think they canceled that promotion. <laughs> Uh, Jason, as you know, just I uh, wanted to say, uh, you know, it's good to see you on the air again. I know Jason uh, co-hosts uh, along with my son uh, the Talking Dead podcast yeah. on this network. Uh, I know on this network once a week uh, under the Jeff Fisher Radio Show heading. But starting October first, another podcast you're going to be able to hear this a daily podcast. And I, look, I'm, right now I'm up to ten writers, but I'm hoping to get more because <laughs> it's going to be a, a podcast every day, uh, every afternoon. You'll be able to download it called Chewing the Fat. Where, oh, that's uh, what that it's starts, called? That starts Where'd October you get that 1st. Name? I just came up with it. Oh I God. thought it was kind of cool. Is it like a writer sweatshop that I don't it's, know about somewhere yes, around Yes, here? it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. more catchy than internet-y. I'll tell you it is, it, really? <laughs> a little bit. So I know Pat wants me to call it Chewing the Fat Extra Fatness, but I'm not really sure that that... I like that. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Chewing the Fat Warmed Over, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Wait. Go with it. Uh, happy birthday to my wife. i got to get that in. Yay. Oh, my God. Twenty nine. That's great. Twenty nine, right? She better be twenty nine, or she's going to be hitting the bricks. What's going to happen? I'll tell you that. <laughs> she knows. She, knows. I've kept her around a little bit longer wait, than. Wait, the, she knows what? That's she like knows. A, that's she like knows. a sentence fragment. She, she knows. knows. Yeah, she does that's, know. That's she all. Knows. It is. I've let her hang out for a couple extra years. I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. Keith, don't let's make no mistake. Hope you have a good night at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before I get, and I've got, I've, before we get to some of the other stories, in the previous segment, we were talking about the uh, weather reports yeah. and how the news tries to make things worse sometimes than they are. Now, the original one was from the Today Show. Uh, and besides seeing how young Matt Lauer and uh, Katie Couric were, uh, Lauer re- have hair? Uh, more. It's either pre hair or post hair. More, yeah. more than. Okay. Uh, mi- middle ground. 
And uh, But here's the report as she sits in a canoe to report the flooding in New Jersey. Hmm. Michelle Kaczynski, I guess she's in the canoe, is in Wayne, New Jersey this morning. Michelle, good morning to you. Good morning. Well, obviously we're getting a nice break from the rain, but not the flooding. This is essentially... (laughs) Guys walk right in front of her. It rushed in yesterday through the streets. And it's really tough so to control a canoe like, or a boat when you're this. out in it. It's much deeper back <laughs> there. Listen, hey, actually, Michelle, I'll take it. Is there some kind of severe drop-off hey, there uh, between the foreground? <laughs> we'll go back. We saw these guys a second ago. Michelle walking. Are these oh, holy men? The are, these, are these holy men? Oh, my yeah. gosh. You can walk when you can ride, you guys. <laughs> yeah. When you have a ride like this, why would you want to walk? Have you run ashore but, yet? Uh, <laughs> Well, they could. They wouldn't let me go back into the right. deep water because they were afraid I would just drift out here. Right. Now, see, that's really what. Is your oar hitting ground, Michelle? As funny as that is. <laughs> okay. So All right. All yes, right. really. But as funny as that is, she does explain. You know, she's embarrassed, obviously, <laughs> and she should be. But uh, they wouldn't let her go back into the deep end. Right, because she said they were afraid that she would drift off. Yeah. But well, I mean, that's what she said. Totally right? buy I mean, it. Okay, but it's so so I, the, good. Those two so dudes good. were so like, dude, we should so we walk. are walking in front of this camera. And like one guy's like, I dare you, and the other guy's like, oh, I'm doing we're it. Doing I'm it. doing it. Yeah, we're doing we're it. Doing, we're coming we're back so from the store. It. We are so <laughs> doing it. You're darn right. Uh, it's tremendous. So this year we get the report mm-hmm. from I think the Weather Channel, mm-hmm. which started uh, people going, okay, come on, uh-huh. and here's the report. Okay, uh, picking it up here in Wilmington, North Carolina, right at the Intracoastal, and we're in one of these bands. This is about as nasty as it's been. We had some bands like this last night. Yes, it does appear the that the wind is blowing the wrong way, and people just walking the streets behind him. Well, he's taking Rock those steps uh, into it, and he's doing lunges. People are walking behind him. So, so this actually prompted some people uh, around the internet, and God love the internet. Uh, you can talk about how bad the dark web is all you want, Jason. <laughs> Wrong. I wasn't today, Wrong, actually. Wrong, my friend. Wrong. Uh, the, uh, the, the internet uh, decided to uh, help the Weather Channel reporting on these uh, hor- horrific storms in the, <laughs> around the country. So they start out with the first one. <laughs> As you can see, the hurricane, the waves, and rain is really Like a foot off that damn table. Let's <laughs> just go back inside. <laughs> guys are... Well, we got gusts of about 12 miles an hour, working all the way up to 17 miles an hour. I don't know if we're going to make it. But I'll tell you what, it's I'll raining pretty what. hard out here. <laughs> it's so good. Now... Bottles everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> pushing a shopping cart there. back and forth. Trying to trying <laughs> so bad. Girls just grabbing onto a tree with nothing else happening except bike riders behind her. Now, oh, the internet's what's awesome. so funny about that? I I, absolutely. What's so funny about that? But even before, uh, even before this 
particular weather debacle. I know that we were making fun of because of how reporters do it. Heck, Doc Thompson had Keith in here throwing stuff in front of him doing <laughs> weather reports before this even happened. Yeah. It was tremendous. Yeah, we were the original. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> it was great. And then, yeah. and, then, and then it happens in real life. Yeah. Wow. Get, get to Friday's um, Doc Thompson uh, Morning Blaze podcast, uh, Friday morning. I think it was about, uh, what, uh, 845 or so, yeah, uh, Eastern Time, really yeah, funny. on Friday. Get, check it out. Um, the sad, sad kind of sad news in my world today. Uh, apparently, Pat's not going to have to eat his underwear. Huh. Uh, I know. I thought I you were going to say a buffet closed. No. Well, that, that would have been even sadder. That would have been... <laughs> We were, Devastating. We were morning. And today's just sad. What happened? Senator what do you mean? Ted Cruz has widened his gap to oh, a nine percentage point yeah! over Democratic challenger Beto O'Rourke. It actually went up in a new poll in the latest poll. Yes. Now this better not be Rasp- Is this Rasmussen? No, Quinnipiac. Okay. Quinn- Quinn- Quinnipiac. Right? Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, look, that was Cruz's plan, though, right? I know uh, we've talked about uh, him not having any signs out or him doing any advertising and stuff, but his actual plan was to you know make the big push at the end. That's how he won the last time. Mm. We're making the big push at the end. And so, you know, you are seeing more cruise signs and, you know, more talk about him. A few and, more. And and, and on top of that, uh Beto's continuing to talk. That's true. And as long as he keeps continuing to talk, people in Texas are like, uh no. They better be We don't want guns banned. We don't want we don't want to ban this. We don't want that. No. See, it's pretty obvious what he stands for. I, I don't understand. Like, my neighborhood is all Beto signs. Don't even start with me on that. Is yours the same yeah. way? They're yes. everywhere. I've got I've got a couple in my neighborhood, and we went. I, we've talked about this prior on the show. We went. My son did his uh, scout project uh, at a in a in a neighborhood in South Lake Texas that is. I don't live there. All right, my trailer park is way far away from this neighborhood. Okay, all right. There's houses there. There's, these people either work for the government or they've inherited a bunch. And there's Beto O'Rourke signs. I almost went up and knocked on their doors. And just, what are you doing? I mean, what are you thinking? I go running through my neighborhood and I've almost accidentally ran through and go, oops, you know, and like stepped off the sidewalk and kicked a few down. Right. Obviously, I don't endorse doing that. Don't do it. But no. I, it just, I cannot believe that I'm how many there are. I'm not going to run through my neighborhood. <laughs> I don't, I'm yeah, not I mean, going to do that. I wouldn't expect Under any that circumstance. Beto O'Rourke sign or not, I'm not running. <laughs> uh, be you, ready. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Go I was going to say, do you think that he's even running for Senate anymore? Huh? Beto, he's just making noise. Exactly. That's a good. That's a good question. I don't even think he is. I, I, it doesn't I, matter. It doesn't. It. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good thought hmm. because it doesn't matter whether he wins or not. <laughs> yes. Same with uh, Cortez, or she. She probably will win because it's She'll New win. York. But the noise he's making in Texas is what counts. Exactly. Yeah. The, the guys on Ellen. He's on. What else? He was on some other big. Uh, oh, he's talk he's, show been, recently. he's on all the news channels, the Talking Heads channels. They all are just I've, in love with him. I've got a lot of friends that are in California still because I used to live out there for a while. God help me, I don't know how I made it out. But California is nice though. A lot of friends are there. What's that? California is nice though. Oh, it's beautiful. But I mean, but it's like living behind the Iron Curtain <laughs> if, if you're on the right spectrum of the political spectrum. But but um, yeah, so I still have a lot of friends there, and they are posting stuff about Beto, Beto O'Rourke. They are. Well, that's where I'm, I'm like. What do you? What do you care? You that's have no dog in this That's where the bulk of his money's coming from, right? He had the big fundraiser in New York. He's going to have the big concert in Austin, right, with Willie Nelson, who has you know upset a few fans because they they are not happy about Willie actually saying out loud. Uh, Cruz, that he's and, for endorse this. cannabis. He'll be back on your side like that. <laughs> 
That's a good point. You know that's what Willie's doing. He doesn't really like Beto. He's like, I know how to get what I want. (laughs) Have you listened, Willie, mister? I carry guns in my buses and smoke pot. You want Beto O'Rourke? Stop it. I think this is a ploy. I I think this is a big push for cannabis, and he's wooing crews over to that. Okay. It's going to happen. Well, and it should, really. It should, let's be honest. (laughs) A little bit of pot never hurt anybody. Anyway. (laughs) I can show you where to buy it, actually, on the dark web. I'll show you afterwards. Well, you don't need to show me. Maybe Keith needs to know, but I'm good. I mean, we have news news now where Coca-Cola is thinking about putting it in their new new soft drink, right? They're studying it. Uh, They're studying putting uh, cannabis in their new Coca-Cola. Uh, they are reportedly in serious talks with Canada's Aurora Cannabis to launch the CBD-infused drinks. So the um, its nickname is a cannabis oil. It's a non-psychoactive chemical found in marijuana plants, so it won't get you high. It's just the new drug that's supposed to be some sort of painkiller. From the Coca-Cola company? The Coca-Cola company is looking to put this in their drinks, yes. Crazy cannabis Coke. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And as long as you're a CBD... A product contains less than 0.3% of THC. It doesn't get you high, you're good. Uh, And look, the hemp business is going, you know, it's millions of dollars around the country now. I know we're questioning where they're getting their banking funds. And, you know, it's it's illegal federally. It's legal in the states. Who has it? Who doesn't? But uh, when you have companies, you know, and Coca-Cola... Coca-Cola statements not admitting that they're doing this. We are closely watching the growth of non-psychoactive CBD as an ingredient in functional wellness beverages oh, around shut the, up. You're around the world. Oh, shut up. Oh, come on. Functional wellness beverages around the world. Shut up. You're so selling it. That's hilarious. Uh, absolutely. We got a, a ton more of fat to chew, um, as you can see or maybe not see. But just oh, trust right. me if you can't. There's a lot of fat to, that needs to be chewed up I'll, I'll on show, the couch at I'll the show moment. I'll the fat pile. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Pat Gray don't, Unleashed. Don't. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Pat Gray Unleashed. I'm Jason Butchel at Jason Butchel filling in for Pat. And we have a lot of fat to chew. I noticed, uh, I noticed that uh, I'm looking at the back of Keith's computer screen here with his Nebraska sticker and at Jason Butchel and at Hangry Keith. There's still room for another, <laughs> another Twitter handle wait, at wait, Jeffy wait, wait, MRA with... You're suggesting there's room for there, you? There is room. I can fit in that. That's like riding a... That's like <laughs> you, riding a, a. You figured out the Twitters? Are you on that? Is that... That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Yeah. At Jeffy MRA. No, it's J-E. Man, I am... Woo, I am while you're, while you're trying to write upside down, I'll tell you about... Be ready for tomorrow, okay? Because uh, Federal Emergency Management Agency will do its first test of a system that allows the president to send a message to all the U.S. Uh-uh. cell phones. This is uh-uh. tomorrow? Yep. I'll pass. Oh, this is going to be scary. Yeah. I'm going to be on the dark me. web at the time. Uh, more than 100 mobile carriers, including all major wireless firms, are participating no. in the rollout. No. The test message will have a header that reads, no. Presidential Alert. No. 
And the users whose phones uh, are on will twice hear the tone and vibrations and then see an English-only for now message. So we'll, you know, we'll decide whether we're going to give it in English or another, another, uh, another spoken word. What time? Like Pashtun? What time is this going to be, Jeffy? Do we know? Does the story say what time? Yeah, they it did. But I just heard in my ear that it was announced that they've now pushed it back. Good to next week. Or no, two weeks, October third to the year twenty. October third. Well, look, this has been in the works for a long time, right? I mean, the, the, with the system that they put in place for the radio stations and the TV stations, um, you know, it's, they've been wanting to do this and push the system for quite some time to be able to mm-hmm. alert. Their concept is good. I just think that people don't believe it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they think that it's it's all government takeover. Right. Because one of the things I I don't necessarily like in this story is that a system like this seems necessary in an era where most people are disconnected from live media like radio and television. Well, that's not really true. Uh, I mean, radio is just, you know, might be uh, smaller than, you know, 25, 30 years ago, but it's still a lot. A big percentage of people get their news and listen to the radio every day. Uh, and so it just, I mean, well, there's almost, I think it should be added. Absolutely. Do I think we need it? They're right in that. I just don't think that those mediums are dying yet. Well, technology is making it easier to access radio and TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can listen to like right now, they like, can listen to this from their phones. I do every day or the, or the radio or TV or yeah, whatever. I do every day. So, so but they, that, they move this test back to October, October 3rd, 3rd, which is two days right. after October 1st. But I can't think of anything that important is happening on October 1st. Can you? Well, October 1st. October 1st is the first day in October. It's a Monday. Yeah, it's a Monday. Oh, my gosh. You know what? That's the first day of my podcast, Chewing the Fat. Oh, Keith. oh that's what I, that I knew there was something that I was yeah, I know. thinking about. I know. You know, you're talking about bigger pictures, <laughs> Jason. And, uh, of course, you heard uh, you heard a little while ago about the mom who uh, shared her Facebook post about the near abduction uh, involving her son in the Walmart parking lot. Mm. And she, Emily Lyons, she wrote a viral Facebook post uh, in September where she described a harrowing incident involving her and her son at a local Walmart. In her post, she said, I was loading groceries into my car and a woman approached her to tell her how cute her 10-month-old son was. In that moment, a man came up and attempted to steal her son from the grocery cart and was only unsuccessful because her child's thighs were chubby and the man had trouble extricating the child from the cart. I could in those seconds see my son sitting in a cold, dark room in dirty clothes. And the post goes on. And it went viral. And it, then she had a police report. And she made the police report that her son was almost that her son was almost uh, taken. Mm. And it was this horrible thing. And people, the outpouring of yeah. love was all there. Well... Yeah, the police looked at it, and they looked at all the footage, and uh, yeah, it didn't happen. She made it up? She made it all up. For what? She Just, made it all up. She wanted something to go viral? I guess she Is wanted that... something to go viral. when she, re- You strange. know, the first news reports were that she didn't want to have, I never wanted this to go viral and be a, a viral Facebook post and have oh people my know gosh. this. I just wanted to report this. But uh, no, no, you did. You have got to be kidding no, me. No, you did. But on the one so hand, so she, she's arrested. But she, so, but she described while well, you'll never be kidnapped or taken advantage of ever because like his thighs were too chubby. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you'll never be kidnapped, basically. And, and you don't even have to be in a in a shopping cart. It's like you could be walking in a mall or something, and you know. Talk about this guy over here. That yes. Mm-hmm. You, you see, I'm see, what I'm saying. Oh, no, I understand exactly what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 good, it's good news. Yeah. You're, just, you're forever safe. Yeah. I, that's been a, 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 a topic in the past as well. Because they've talked <laughs> Not on about, this show. 
No. Amazingly, yes. I mean, were you not listening? Or <laughs> clearly, I wasn't. <laughs> do we have time for the uh, for the uh, Provenza? Uh, we do. Ad? Uh, I'm telling you, I was watching it was the Emmys. I saw this ad. No, it may have been running before uh, before the Emmys. I, I just because again, maybe that for television, uh, live television, I do not watch a lot of. Uh, but uh, that I was watching the Emmys live, and uh, they ran this ad and from Vagisil and their new product, and I was like, mm. "Wow, mm. this is where we're at." Big picture. <laughs> Here you go. One out of two women may need an emergency contraceptive. I'm Keech Combshetti, CEO of Agisil. It is time that we take the panic out of that stressful moment with new Preventiza emergency contraceptive. You don't want to get pregnant. It can help prevent pregnancy before it starts. With the same ingredient as many birth control pills, just at a higher dose. Take it within 72 hours of unprotected sex. No shame, no panic. When Preventiza is part of your plan A, you don't need a plan B. Oh my I mean, gosh. Did you see her coat? Abs- with feminist, feminist, feminist? She doesn't need to worry about it anyway. <laughs> if she's gosh. a feminist, don't worry about it. I mean, that's uh, amazing. That's they're they're saying that it's not an abortion pill though. Mm-mm. Because uh, you know, they're they're not it may it's not it may not work. And it's not to be taken as a uh it's just to be taken as just in case. Just in case we want you you think that you could possibly be pregnant. Just take this, and it's all good. This was on during the Emmys. Yeah, you notice like some of the uh, like we we always talk about the Walking Dead, and you notice some of the commercials that have been on the Walking Dead lately. You're like, what are you doing? Oh, I know. Like these, like there's like there's they one time they just like flooded the Walking Dead with uh, HIV commercials. Oh yeah, I yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Did that's I suddenly right. get just transported back to like 1988 or something <laughs> like that? Well, I that's, mean, people, it's going back up again a little bit, right? Because, is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm pr- with uh, because so many people because it was so good. More people are having unprotected sex now. So the numbers are starting to rise a little bit. And the numbers are starting to rise also in uh, areas where older people live together. Like Shut old, up. Not old, old people homes and uh, areas, you know, like uh, uh, Sun City, <laughs> stuff like that in Florida. Yeah. Those, yeah. That's those particular environments, yeah, are, yeah. are rising with, those artificial with sexually transmitted disease. Right. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you think I'm lying to you? Yeah, that's, that's, a true, fact. that's a fact. That's a that fact, is a bro. That's a fact, man. I mean, that's been out for a you while. You can check the facts. You're if, kidding if me. If you want to hear the facts again, you can listen to, oh. you know, Chewing the Fat October 1st. It's a daily podcast. <laughs> They're getting down. What else I are you going to do in an old folks' home? Thank listen you. to Pat Gray at least. Thank we'll be you. right back. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. I am Jason Butchel at Jason Butchel with uh, old Hangry Keith over here. And at Jeffy Fisher. Is that what's your at Jeffy Fisher? Do Jeff, you not follow me? At something radio? At Jeffy I never M-R-A. read your entire. Okay, yeah, exactly. At cool. the at insignia, Jeffy, J E F F Y M R A. That's the longest word he's Come ever on, spelled. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of Twitter <laughs> handles, a uh, few of the tweets are coming in. Uh, <laughs> Millennial Falcon probably gets uh, props for uh, Tweet of the Day. Oh, yeah. Props to Ashton Jason Butcher on teaching a class on how to have an alibi. Amen. At Jeffy MRA teaches a similar class, but for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Still an alibi, though. You gotta uh, have it, man. That's why, I, in fact, I watched uh, your segment on that. Uh, I just want to make sure you got through it right. Got, I got anyway. everything. Okay, cool. Cool. You would, I mean, I, I might have gotten some of those from your personal notes on your laptop. I don't know. <laughs> I'll never say. I'm um, referring to getting on the dark web. Uh, TJ Topin's uh, tweets, am I on a watch list now that I've listened to this? No, because if you're on Tor Browser, they don't even know That's that you're the listening point. to it. Yeah. That's going Woo! there. Yes. Point. It answered itself. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a watch list now for commenting about it. Yeah, TJ Topin. And uh, <laughs> I can't see this because uh, Keith's got his chicken scratch all over it, but at somebody, a Says, says hog farms are gone is jeffy's family okay oh well thanks oh. no they're fine you know thanks they're, they're. <laughs> how much family do you have uh in uh, the carolinas well, and i don't know they all died now oh. thanks for bringing them up yes way to go at so and so 84 Oh, yeah, no, that's, funny. That that's funny. That's funny. It's just family hogs. That's funny. Um, we are, gang, thanks for sticking with us. We are now into the third hour of this big concept Wednesday. And uh, we've moved through the dark web. We've moved through looking at the world through a different lens. Hurricane Florence. And now uh, something else that I am like really, really starting to consider. Um, I hope my wife's actually not listening right now because it involves her big time. Oh, but... One of the things is I, I the more I look into, more I do research uh, for other projects, the more I've seen like how heavily indoctrinated a lot of the teachers that have like went through the '60s. They taught another generation of people um, that are heavily, heavily leftist, like heavily leftist. But they're not only teaching college right now; they're not only teaching high school right now. They're also teaching elementary school. I want to point really quick, this guy's name right. Glenn just did a uh, just did a podcast with a guy named Michael Rechtenwald. Just did a podcast, and I want to play this really quick. This is uh, them talking about homeschooling. Check this out. It's scary. It's coming. It's scary. I mean, it scares me to think that children are being indoctrinated, yeah, for lack of a better term, and I don't think it's really overstating it either into this system of practical postmodernism or social justice from kindergarten up. I mean, this is, and they're being told that this undermining of all of these social ontologies like gender, like uh, the family are that that is good. This is the good that it's good to be like this and it's evil to oppose it. What do you do if you're, my my granddaughter just started kindergarten. What do you do? She did. Wow. I, I have to tell you that I, I pulled them out of every public more. school and most private ones as well. I'd, I'd be very, very careful where I'd send my kids if I sent them anywhere outside of the house for education. I'm Think not, I was it. never believed that I would be somebody saying homeschooling might be the best option, but I'm starting to think, yes, it might be the only option. Mm. If you don't want to end up with a kid who tell who comes home one day as somebody else right uh, because they're being encouraged to get rid of these identities wow that is terrifying just listening to that that's terrifying sure makes me very happy i'm like so my kids are in both they're both in public school and i check their like homework to make sure that there's nothing crazy in there um i, I actually one time i saw 
I think, well, this was when my daughter was in elementary school, but this was back in California. And she actually had a paper. They were talking about 9-11, and it was sometime in September. And it actually placed blame or hinted at that the whole reason we, why we got attacked was because of the uh, actions the of guys, us, yeah. of what we guys, did. Right. And I about lost my mind. Mm-hmm. And I actually I brought it up in a PTA meeting, and I was the only person there that actually agree, you know, that agreed with this. Wait a minute. Only person there. Is that because no other parent had looked at their kid's homework or agreed even after you explained it? Agreed even after I explained it. Oh, Lord. Oh, come on, Ms. I, you know that there, we were to blame for that. No. I'm serious. California, seriously, I, I, I sympathize with you if you are behind in California, Stan, right now. Uh, it right. is, I don't know, sometimes I think it's just lost. Well, listen, I really do. I, listen, Keith and I both homeschool. Yeah. Uh, and I've been through both. Uh, you know, my oldest son went to a public and private schools. Through his uh, through his life, and then went to university. Why did you pull the trigger? Um, Is it and then uh, because it, I, more and more news like this? Really? really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I started. Uh, uh, I was guess, it the Common Core stuff guess, and all that as well? It, it was. Yeah, it really was. And and my youngest son Maximus has been to school. Well, I mean, he went to he went to an actual school. I think for two or three years, maybe something like that. And then it was like uh, we were in Pennsylvania and. You know, you know what the problem is? Is that damn Glenn Beck? That's what it is. It's his fault. It's that's why I'm addicted to outrage too. Uh, and uh, he was in Pennsylvania, and we pulled the one to homeschool him. And in Pennsylvania, you can homeschool, but they still want the strings attached. So they give you a computer, and they give you teachers, and you have to go pick it up and so bring you, it back. To so your you home. still have to use their curriculum. So you still have to use their curriculum. It was better. Because he was doing it in our house, and I was able to see it happening. You say you only saw some of the homework. What's going on in the classroom? Yeah. What's happening in the classroom? Nothing. Same old stuff. Hmm. What's really going? You know, what's what are they being told? Right. I mean, that's right. where it starts. And so, and my daughter has not been. I mean, homeschooled. It's getting to the point now. I'm a little. You know. Look, I'm happy that Texas makes it so that I can do what I want with my kids. They're my yeah. kids. I should be able to do what I want with them. But you know, at some point. The education, and maybe I'm wrong, and, and which is very possible. You know, people will tell me, that, you know, jo- all jokes aside about not being smart enough to have them go ahead. Um, you know, I'm you're concerned that maybe you're not giving your kids enough of what they need to know. But then I think, you know what, I've meant to, <laughs> the lady that just served me a taco at Taco Bell is not as smart as my 10-year-old daughter, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I... I, and I, I should have I should have thought about seriously mate pulling this trigger and going to homeschooling before. It's a lot of work, but yeah, but it's it's amazing. Like, and we'll come up to this. I'll get around to this uh, after we at, right after the next break. But uh, I'm gonna I'm, we're gonna talk about some of the facts and figures of some of the uh, how bad it is in college campuses. Like the the left uh, ideology is just infested. I know, and you're gonna be paying thousands of dollars. Oh, sorry, hundreds of thousands of dollars for some of these schools and a total, you know, the total package of education um, to basically indoctrinate your children. Yep. Yeah, it, ha- it happens fast. Keith, why uh, did you pull the trigger on homeschooling? Um, because I don't want my kids, kids to be abused by the system. And I mean that literally. It sounds like hyperbole, but um, who is more interested in your child's well-being than you? Not a stranger at a no school. And, and take the government aspect out of it. Uh, or, or maybe you could look at it two ways. Is there anything that you trust the government with? Nope. <laughs> Why in the world would you trust them with your most precious asset, your children? Right. And um, 
the fact that you're paying someone, and this is kind of goes to the whole college talk if we want to get into that. It's like, why am I paying money so that you can change, you can reverse a, 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 a life that I have spent now 18 years in molding? But I, I guess technically you've spent four years, five years in molding before you hand them over. And it works. And it, yeah. And they, so know how to, they know how to do it. They absolutely do. And so we've got to have, there is not much left to save in this country. And if there aren't some kids being raised to um, respect the Constitution and the rule of law and common decency, which right. is completely lost in every area of society What now. happens all the time when, when my wife goes out during the day? You know, They either get looked at like, why aren't they in school? Mm. And my wife is always like, they are. Mm-hmm. And second is that people are shocked that they say, please and thank you. Right. Mm-hmm. Your kids are so well behaved. No, they're just common people. They're, yeah, they're, decent, they're just decent people. Thank you. And it's just yeah. it's an Overton window of society that now just common decency is thought as like, oh my gosh, you're raising Jesus Junior. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm raising just a normal human being. Thank you. I think I, I think most people there's some stigma around it. To where first off, if you can get around, if, if people ha- the time is hard to find. Yes, and, and families, and families. That is the thing, and there is no cut and dry plan. Not. There's no two families that teach the same way. It's which just is kind of, which is okay. It's I mean, that, I, I think that's another way that we've been indoctrinated too. Is that we feel like we have to have that that curriculum guideline mm-hmm. of the inside the fences, and this is what has to be taught, and this is what has to be done to everyone. Yeah, and that really wasn't the case uh, until no. Um, Progressive got a hold of everything. And and I just tweeted out at Hangry Keith, if you'd like to look at a map of where the government just doesn't bother you at all, Texas is one of those states. Yeah, I was really surprised that uh, New Jersey was one. This is, right. ju- this is just for education? For, for As far as homeschooling goes. Okay. Because you lived in, well, when I lived in Pennsylvania thing and, you mentioned, and you lived in New I Jersey. I wanted yeah. to live in Pennsylvania up there. We ended up in New Jersey, and then I realized, oh my gosh, they're night and day. Yeah. No restrictions whatsoever. No requirements whatsoever in New Jersey. And that's amazing. Pennsylvania st- is a nightmare. Yeah. We had to go through, we had to go through hoops to break, yeah. get homeschooled. Yeah. But, but honestly, there that's, is no perfect fit for um, homeschooling. Uh, it, it, every family is different, and you can you know your who knows your kids' strengths and weaknesses, things that need to be worked on more, or that they've got, or whatever. Than you, not some stranger that you're handing them over to. And the school days now are so long and ridiculous. I can teach my kids ten times as much as they're going to be indoctrinated with in three hours than they can at a public school all week. So, um, so, so some people say that so that, that they miss out on like the social. Oh like, my gosh. They don't. Such that, a lie. That's a, that's that a is such a cop out. So, so there yeah. are so many homeschool co-ops or things that you can do for extracurricular activities where they will be exposed to kids their age. You know what? Decent kids their age yeah. as well that are and, also. And being I don't know. And I don't know right? You know, uh, obviously, uh, if they're athletic or not. Uh, you know, Pat talks about this a lot, but a lot of uh, you know they won't let you play in the uh, in the public school athletic. And that's now that's a trick. Ridiculous, but that's a trick because you'll hear about the Tim Tebow type laws where you, I'm paying you and I are paying property taxes into a system that we aren't allowed to use. Oh no 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 no! Now you can come and use those facilities, but that's a back door. And let's see what you're teaching your kids if you want to use these facilities. Screw you. So right right absolutely. And so there's also uh, I don't know other uh, avenues. For your children to meet other children, so uh, you many know, people, areas you can do. So this. many avenues for your other people, for your children. And I don't know about you, but you know, I, you know, I'm good. My kids, 
I'm good with having them with me. Yeah, and, and yeah. by the way, you will probably get a lot of pressure from family members, particularly older ones. That Absolutely. Think, oh my gosh, but Welcome you're not a teacher. You don't have a, a, a license. Welcome you don't have a, a, a degree in education. Okay, that's because I haven't been brainwashed by the system, so who better to teach them than a parent that loves them and someone that hasn't been brainwashed get, by academia? Yeah, that's 100%. Oh, my God. I love the fire. I love the fire, guys. Thanks thanks for talking about it. I, I, you're I, right about the other family members. If you're thinking about pulling the mm-hmm. trigger, though, you're going to get it from, you A, it's hard work for your wife, mm-hmm. and your other family members, uh, you know, grandparents, aunts, and you know uncles, are going to be... My uh, kids are worth it. My kids are worth the extra effort. My kids are worth the stress in my life. We're going to make this. And you know what? For See, that's first, nice. For I can the, just tell them, get the hell out of my house. For the first <laughs> six months or so, it's going to be a, it's a life-changing thing, you know? You've yeah. got to change your schedule and your routine and everything, yeah. but you will get into a groove. It will become, it will become so much easier. Just stick with it. And you know your kids. Look, you know your kids. Like, my oldest son, uh, Elvis, he was, uh, he actually uh, thrived better in a school that had uh, the system and the uniform and the time. Yeah. And he was always, he was like that from day one. You know what I mean? My two younger kids, they don't know a time when they haven't tucked me into bed. <laughs> you know, it's not bedtime until they've tucked me in yeah. and, and then, so then they go to bed. I mean, it's just, that's, that's, that's who they are. Oh my gosh. Tom, you know, you know your own kids. Tom Sheehan just tweeted out. Remember the story we had just a couple of weeks ago where the kid got punished for saying ma'am right. to a teacher? Right. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm going to raise my kid in a society where he's is allowed to say ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Thank oh, you. Thanks, guys. Um, we are going to see if, if you're th- considering pulling the trigger or if you're not, I, you might start to change your mind after you hear what's coming up next. This is the Pat Gray and Lee show coming up next. You might want to start going towards homeschool. Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Welcome back to Pat Gray Unleashed. I am Jason Butchell at Jason Butchell and Keith Melnick at Hangry Keith. Um, I'm about to drop some like craziness on you. Oh no! And uh, this stuff is scary to me. But before we get into the scariness, I just want to mention that today is a, a, a very important day. Is it really? Um, it is probably one of the best national days and every out of every single day of the year. It is National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Arg. So, arg, mateys. That's about as much of an accent from a pirate that I can say. <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, I mean, I was feeling it. You know, hey, why don't you put this little pirate? you free Saturday night, Lessie. There you go. Look at the camera. That's the, your- That's my parrot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I, I can't do anything uh, but maybe say, uh, I can limp. I can walk with a limp. I can handle that. I mean, that's just standard fare. I'm so old now. But uh, yeah, uh, I can't really do the whole arg me matey. No, I can't be doing that. Anyways, if I was talented, <laughs> I would do this entire next segment just in a pirate accent. Oh, darn, but, you're not. No, so darn, you mean. <laughs> oh, I don't want to encourage him. Uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so, the, so the, the big concept that we are talking about today is to send your kids to college or not. So we just talked about like uh, it. It actually is. 
it, it's a danger, even in as, as, as low as elementary school, kindergarten, for crying out loud. Some of the people that are teaching our, our kids have gone through a university system that is a heavily, heavily biased towards progressivism and the left. And I want to, uh, for all those that are watching on TV, I want to pull up this, uh, pull up this campusreform.org uh, article that I just recently saw. And basically, it's what it says is a recent study done, and it was done by sociology professors, basically critic- critiquing their own, uh, their own other sociology professors. Mm. And they showed that for every fifty sociology academics, there's only, can you take a guess how many are conservative? For every fifty sociology academics. Oh gosh, how many are conservative out of that? Out of fifty, one. Exactly right. Oh, what do I win? One. Yes. I, I'm actually surprised that it's even one. I know. Uh, but yeah, but for out of every 50, it's only one. So it's out of 475 university sociology professors, only 2% self-identified as conservative. I swear. Only 13% consider themselves even moderate. The rest were all radicals with a capital freaking R. Wait, 1% conservative? R! See what you did there. That's another one. I do see. Uh, so one percent are conservative. How many are moderate? Thirteen percent. So two percent are conservative. Thirteen percent. And see, I was I wasn't homeschooled, so I have to struggle a little bit to think. Eighty five percent are on the far left. Eighty five percent then. Yes. Oh boy. Radicals. Radicals. So and that's even like so that's but granted that's there, there's no like you don't have to like you your kid doesn't have to take sociology. Like that's not that's not like required in a lot of universities for them to take, but never fear because I have another recent study. This one was done by the National Association of Scholars, and they found that the ratio of Democrat professors to Republican professors is twelve point seven to one. Twelve point seven to one. Forty percent of the colleges surveyed. Had guess how many registered Republicans on, on staff? Forty percent of the college had take another guess. How many registered Republicans on staff of just regular universities? Yes. Oh, I don't know. Twelve percent. Forty percent. Okay. Had zero. Oh, oh, I see. Registered Republicans. Okay. That's almost like it's. It was almost half. It was like higher than forty. So almost half of the. These are the top universities mm-hmm. that you would love to send your kid to. Think about a and I, I'm just throwing out examples. So these these aren't necessarily on the study, but uh, on the thing. But if you're in in Texas, like UT or A and M, you know, or Penn State, or like those, I'm not gonna say those aren't. I'm not those aren't specific examples, but just you're, those are like your typical ones. Like, hey, I'd send my kids. Forty percent out of all those major ones had zero registered Republicans on staff. That zero is telling. Around eighty percent. Okay. 80% of all the major uh, major universities had so few Republican staff members that they were statistically insignificant. 80%. This is nuts. So like, I'm going to go for, further into this. And again, there's, a, um, there's another uh, article that this is from uh, NAS.org. I've got this also that if you're watching TV, you can see this uh, online. But this is another. This is the. Uh, this shows like this, the the range of courses and subjects um, that ha- that they're, they're breakdown from Democrat or, or Republican uh, professors, and it's all across the spectrum. So two of the worst uh, in the top five of so, uh, were in sociology, and you'll you'll never guess this one. This was one of the worst. Okay, like think, which do you think would be the of everything going on today, Keith? What do you think would be the 
the heavily, the most heavily favored towards Democrat out of all the subjects you can think of in college. But let's let's exclude sociology because we just hit that one. So okay. not sociology, political science. That's a very good guess, but no. Um, probably something in the earth sciences or biology or something along those lines. So actually, the sciences are very even. Huh? They're very. They're the only ones that are even. The worst by far, journalism. Okay, I'm sorry. Journalism. That was obvious. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, but it explains everything you see today. I overthought today. it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So um, out of nearly nine thousand professors and fifty one of the uh, out of fifty one of the top rated schools, the number of Democrat to Republican communications faculty members is one hundred and eight to absolutely friggin' zero. Wow, you're going to tweet out this link, Zero. Right? Yeah, totally, this yeah. This is at Jason Buttrell. This is fascinating. I'll tweet this out after after we get out the air, maybe during the break, coming up pretty soon. But think about that. 108 to zero. And that's journalism professors at the top 51 journalism schools. This is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, actually going to try to get through this, uh, this some of this history um, before the break. But so... I want to tell you like a little a brief history. And again, this is like big concept stuff. So I, I want you to, when you hear some of this stuff, I want you to also uh, either Google it, go online, and, and, and research it for yourself. But you maybe it might have heard the, the term cultural Marxism. Might have heard that before, mm-hmm. maybe not. It's actually become almost like a punchline uh, to some members on the left. They, they've said that, hey, the alt-right you know, says this conspiracy theory called cultural Marxism. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't even doesn't even exist you know cultural marxism is a thing and i'm going to give you the origin story but basically in a nutshell cultural marxism is this it was a group of straight up marxists right after uh the uh the bolshevik revolution and the soviet union uh, came to power and they were like they just knew that any second now marxism and communism was going to spread all over the globe that's what marx had predicted you know that's what this that's going to happen well, the problem was, you know, this was this is getting into the Roaring Twenties. Everyone is better off. Um, everyone is making more money. People, their diets are, uh, you know, increase. You know, people are getting more food. Yep. People are buying stuff. People are happy. A bad time to be launching Marxism. Very bad time. Mm-hmm. In, in a nutshell, capitalism is kicking communism's butt. Mm-hmm. Capitalism is winning. But the Marxists couldn't figure this out. They, they they could not figure out why this was happening. So. What they came, what they eventually said was is that well the reason that capitalism is winning is because the world is brainwashed on capitalism that, that that's what it is the the, the 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 world is brainwashed so instead of having like this global workers revolution we need to somehow make people get rid of the brainwash they have to somehow block the Jedi mind trick how do we do that we concentrate on culture. We concentrate on culture. So there was uh, the the first cu- the first couple of uh, of, uh, of Marxists that tried to do this. There was one guy. His name was Lukacs, and he was a Hungarian in the very short lived uh, Soviet Socialist Republic of Hungary. Mm-hmm. When one of the first that he was named Minister of Culture, and the, he went first head on into proving his theory right. The first thing he decided to do was he wanted to concentrate on um, making making Western capitalist societies think that they're being repressed sexually. So the first thing he did was fire up sexual education classes. Sexual education classes were to make people think that they were being repressed sexually. Now, eventually, the the Soviet Socialist Republic of Hungary, like, collapsed. What about year, years, roughly, was this? So this is, like, this is in the 20s. Uh-huh. 
So it collapsed. He went to Austria, and he met up with a young, uh, another group of people, and they established the Frankfurt School. I'm going to pick up right there. This is fascinating. This is where the this is the origin of all this. Come back up right after this break. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. I am Jason Butchell. And for Pat at Jason Butchell, here with me as always, Keith Malinek at Hangry Keith. Thanks for tuning in to the third hour. We are in the home stretch here. Um, I have a ton of information to get through, so hopefully I have the time. But where we left off was, was the Frankfurt School. Mm-hmm. So... We now have a, a group of people that are, that are trying to change people's perception of culture. So basically, the people of the Frankfurt School, they, they came up with this concept um, called critical theory. So critical theory was, it was basically criticize everything, regardless of if it's true or not. You criticize everything about their culture. And they don't get don't get mixed up on in the facts. Okay. And they said this in their own uh, papers and their own you know books. Everything it's right there. They said it does not matter. But what they had to do with, and I want you to just think about if this sounds familiar. They said that they had to they had to attack a very uh, specific things about our about Western capitalist society and culture to make them think that we are oppressed as a people. We are being oppressed, and we need a liberator. This is Hungary, 1920s. So it was Hungary, 1920s. Then they then they left there. They they moved to Germany. Okay, into Frankfurt, Germany, and that's where they uh, that's where they started this school in Frankfurt, right. Germany. So um, this is so critical theory was how they did. So they decided they were going to attack gender, which at the time they weren't really sure how they were going to do. But they said they were going to attack gender. They were going to attack. Um, they were going to use uh, women. Uh, you weaponize feminists. They were going to. Uh, they were the. Fr- and you think about that. Like so. So gender. Uh, they are now using that. Cultural Marxists are are using gender um, to make it look like Western capitalist society, specifically the United States, dominates and oppresses uh, members of like the trans community. Um, it's a new phenomenon just starting now. Mostly because a lot of the people that were disciples to this, people that were learning this, like it, this, I'll, I'll show you, I'll tell you about it in a second, but it started in the 60s. But a lot of those people are just now starting to get up to where they're teaching the next generation. Right. So they're taking this to a whole nother level. Right. And as you're telling the story, I'm thinking 1920s, 1960s, it blossomed. It takes one generation to screw up a society. You're exactly right. And I'm and- looking up this Frankfurt School stuff. I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but I'm just seeing how Hitler. I don't want to stop you here, but uh, Hitler rises power. Okay, so yeah, okay. that's the next step. This is fascinating. So that's the Continue, next step. Please. So, so they have these things that identify. They wanted, they wanted to attack gender. They want to use feminists to make make them th- make a make women feel like they're being oppressed, even if the, even if the facts don't fit that mold. They want to make women feel like they're being oppressed and they need a liberator. Yep. So they also identified race. They wanted to attack race. A lot of other things. Well, the problem was is that they're in Germany, mm-hmm. and who comes to power? There we go. Sorry. 
Adolf Hitler comes to power <laughs> and, he, alert. and he wants to get rid of these Marxists. So it starts getting incredibly dangerous for them. So they decide to uproot the Frankfurt School, this group of <laughs> Marxists who only look at culture to bring forth uh, communism. And they move to New York City. They move to New York City and they actually become affiliated with Columbia <laughs> University. Can you believe this? There are so many, so many leaves you turn over as you learn history. And there's so many that lead back to, and Nazi Germany led to this, and Nazi Germany, and look at this. Oh my goodness. Right. I mean, that's, see, that's another, that's a whole nother, like, avenue. But all the things that, like, you know, I guess you could even go back to World War One, but two great wars, you know, started by Germany, basically, that really <laughs> destroyed, or, they're responsible for a lot of the problems we're having today. It's just, it's crazy. I don't it even have is, time to go through them all. It is fascinating. But I mean, North Korea, I mean, everything. It, it all goes back just to that point. Pull a thread, man. So, yeah, so these people, um, oh, wow, we've got a, we've got a, uh, yeah, that's definitely yep. a color that I want to yeah, get to here pretty several. soon. Yeah, 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 I see that up there. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, yeah, so they, they embed in Columbia University, which is insane. But then all the people that they taught, they they moved on to you know to different they they, they moved on to infiltrating more uh, college universities. Um, the '60s, which you just mentioned, the '60s. One of the so World War II was over. Mm-hmm. The majority of the Frankfurt School left, but a couple of guys stayed. One guy's name was Herbert Mercuza, and he is now known as the father of the new left. The father of the new left. He's the guy that first said, "Okay, I'm really going to use uh, feminists. I'm really going to use women." Uh, even if there's laws now that say that they can't be discriminated against, even though the facts don't fit, we're gonna make we're gonna make try and make women feel like they're oppressed. We're gonna try to make minorities feel like they're they're oppressed. We're gonna try and make different genders uh, feel like they're uh, male and female feel like they're gonna be uh, they're, they're oppressed. I don't think they even knew how to do it now until modern day science reared its head and then they found their avenue. You literally look at all the different things that we have in society today, all the problems now, and yeah. this weird culture thing that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It comes directly from these guys back in the 20s, started this uh, the Frankfurt School, and then moved to the United States and embedded in Columbia University. It's, 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 it's amazing, <laughs> because that's all Marxism is about, is disrupting a society. And you think of the people that, that were the early founders of it, it's like these guys aren't around anymore. Yeah, and as humanistic as they are, you would think if they're not going to get a reward from this, then what is the point? But boy, if they could see the destruction that they have planted the seeds, boy, they've got some full grown, full grown crops now. I want to get to some of the silliness. I see there's a couple callers. Please stay on right now because I do want to get to you here in a second. Um, but I want to show you like this. So this is what this is where we've gotten ourselves. And I want to show you this is some of the things. These are actual. I'm going to play you some video of some actual um, college professors. Now you send your kids to school. You write these thousand dollar checks every month. This is some of the stuff that they're going to be listening to. Now this first one is uh, her name is Alana Vahaba. She's an actual professor at Arizona State University. Listen to her. What we understand about race and gender in terms of biological differences um, are completely false, right? That they're they're a social contract construct. So there are no biological differences, but we have created, uh, we have given social meaning to biological conditions over time uh, for various reasons, um, primarily, you know, white, white supremacy and um, <laughs> heteropatriarchy. 
heteropatriarchy. There it goes. So, you know, gender is a social construct. It's not for real. Um, you know, like skin color is not for real. Um, gender's not for real. It's, it's all just because of white straight men. That's what, that's what she's like pointing the finger at here. I mean, seriously, she's an actual, her name, she has like a doctor in front of her name. Uh She's at Arizona State University. And if your kid goes there, you might be hearing this stuff. Uh But this is not isolated to that school. This is everywhere. No. Um, Again, another one. We got to keep this rolling here. This is another (laughs) one here. Um, Let's see here. Uh, This one is from a geography professor at Syracuse University. Now, this is a geography professor trying to explain, you know, where maps come from. Check, Check them out. Critical cartographers have studied maps for years and years, and and they find they're socially constructed, right, and expressions right. of power. Yeah. But historically, maps have been used to colonize and conquer hmm. and are primarily created by Here white men. Oh, there it goes. White men. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just I'm losing my mind here. Mm-hmm. But I would think that a geography professor at an esteemed university like Syracuse would say that maps maybe are because of geography? You think a geography professor would teach that? Maybe? And some people don't have maps. There, you're welcome, audience. Um, I, I, it's like, I thought a map was just a map. Like, it's just, these are facts. Like, well, I mean, because this, you're a white, straight man. You just don't get that. Guilty. I'm part of the <laughs> heteropatriarchy, you might say. I, this is a, this kills me yeah, yeah i'm slayed by this we're screwed is the bottom line i've got a i've got a daughter that's a junior in high school right now and i now have the i now have the choice of what do i do i send her to i can't homeschool her through college because what do you do if like i mean there's like there's like maybe a you know there's some sciences and there's like i don't know like there's some sciences that people are just geniuses at and they can go straight to work for tesla or something like that Uh they can pull that off but most colleges i mean most places where you would try to get a job are going to ask for a degree now what are we supposed to do if we don't agree with what those two professors just said what are we supposed to do about that? yeah but there's a lot of places now that are starting to say you know they, they don't require a college degree um, now, unfortunately, a lot of those companies are far left as it is, like, you know, Google, Microsoft, stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, but it's it's sad. Um, my kids, I've told them, look, you're not going to need a degree. Just prove yourself. Find a place where you can prove yourself. There might be a, if you want to be a doctor, then yeah, you're going to need to go to school. Okay, let's be real. But um, that's becoming m- much more um, unnecessary. Yeah, these these four year degrees. So that, well, find that a place to prove yourself. That was straight scary. That oh, that's terrifying. That's, I mean, uh, th- and that is, and if you think, I mean, just listen to like the the history that I, that I went through of that. That's all cultural Marxism, and it is just fed upon itself and, for and the, decades. And, and the wild thing is that these professors they know that with the background of this again, what they said was facts do not matter. Facts don't matter as long as people feel like they're oppressed, and that's the bottom line of Common Core too. You don't have to get the right answer. Just show your work. Right. What in the world? That's a good point. I don't. If you can just imagine spending writing a ten thousand dollar check. I don't know how much does it cost for a like one oh, semester. Oh, that would be a now. bargain. Oh, semester. I don't know. That, that I was going to say. Or is it more like twenty, thirty thousand? I don't know. Average. 
Average they, semester. I'm cost, scared for you googling this right now. Four year. Pub, I'm not on tour for this one though. <laughs> public college average four years. Here it comes. This is this is gonna be scary. Yeah. I'm gonna say okay. About twenty grand is uh, your in state. Uh, about forty grand for out of state, uh, and uh, your not for profit is pushing fifty grand. Wait, this is total. Uh, yeah, tuition, room and board. Yeah. So yeah, I, it sounds between I, twenty and fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that that's what you're paying that amount of money. I would. It seems like my my brother he's in college right now, and it seems like he pays a lot more than that. Mm. But I mean, think about writing a check for that. But you're getting it from your the information that your kids are getting. Yeah. Don't are going off a of philosophy that facts do not matter. Yeah. They're a professor way. thinking teaching that facts do not matter. The the bottom line is you're paying a ridiculous amount of money, even if it's a dollar. You're paying someone else to unwind your child's brain. Everything good that you've put into it for their entire childhood, you are paying someone to destroy them and to really screw them up for the rest of their lives. So, What, what is that Woodrow Wilson, Wilson quote that I've heard Glenn uh, say? Yeah, the, the purpose of college should be to make yes. a, a man as much unlike his father as possible. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, there there I mean, it is. That, that's the way that their, their purpose right now in college, that they want to, whatever you've raised your child to be, even if you've done it through homeschooling, but however you've raised your child to be, they see it as their way to to deprogram you off or deprogram them off of that, to reverse Jedi mind trick them to make them think along these lines. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, uh, I I'm going to come back. Uh, we'll get to the calls after the break. Yes, yeah, so we'll just do yep. all lines. Yep. Stay on the lines right now. I'm going to come to a couple calls. We're just going to do the next, I would say, 15 minutes or so with calls. If anybody else wants to call in, please do triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I'm going to come back with Judy from Pennsylvania right after this. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Listen to Pat Gray Unleashed. I am Jason Butchel. With me as always, Hanger Keith. Thanks for uh, sticking with us for the entire time. And I cannot believe this is over. This is insane. Yeah, uh, it's flown by, huh? Show is over. This is this is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't expect that at all. Um, but yeah, I I want to I want to get some more perspective on this on homeschooling and what what parents are, are thinking about even after they homeschool and and are they gonna are they gonna put them in you know university system like what are, what are people planning on doing and I want to go to you guys so I'm gonna start with uh, Judy in Pennsylvania Judy thanks for coming on with us Hey guys how are you Good how are you I'm fine Jason I want to thank you for your service Thank you ma'am I and appreciate you- that. And, darling, you don't look old enough to have a, a junior in high school. <laughs> You're going to call in every day I'm doing this show now. <laughs> Guaranteed. Oh, honey, the next time you find yourself over by my neck of the woods, come over for dinner. I will do. I, I, now, what I hear is you're in Pennsylvania, right? Yes, I'm in Chester Springs. And there's some weird homeschooling laws there? Like, they, they really monitor well, what actually, you do? the last Republican governor was trying to buy our votes before he got kicked out of office, and he really lessened the uh, restrictions on us oh, really? and Good. gave us a little bit more freedom, at, at least I found. Um, that's the first thing. Second thing, do you have access to David Barton? Because I thought, because I came in late on the conversation, uh, we're talking about you with your younger ones. Yep. 
Okay. Go talk to David. Mm-hmm. I went to his website, wallbuilders.com, yeah. and I found the program that worked for me. I used the Abeka Publishing mm. uh, Company. Now, they're a Christian-based uh, publishing company, which was great, except for a few things in history where uh, they kind of were... They were pointing out the anti-Catholic bend in England at the time, mm-hmm. and being that we're Catholics, I had to sit down and explain that history to my son, but that, were, that was fine. And I used to call in to Glenn a lot when he would take phone calls and thank him and the rest of the crowd there, including Jeffy, for helping me to raise our child with as far as homeschooling goes. He became an Eagle Scout who just enlisted in the Marines. And this Outstanding, is a child, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I take it you're also a brother Marine? Yes, ma'am. Okay. You may be getting semi, semi-hysterical phone calls. You'll have to take off the air. <laughs> I'm in a very... Um, he's my rolling child, and I'm in a very peculiar situation here on that emotionally. I tell you what, if I just could let Linda, maybe some words of encouragement. My mother went through the same thing. That was like right when 9-11 kicked off. Um, mm-hmm. But th- there's no better organization to protect uh, to protect our kids in the, in the Marine Corps. Thank I, you. I just well, he was he was two when that happened, mm-hmm. and we were trying to adopt him at the time. And when nine eleven happened, my su- my husband was in New York, and I didn't know if they were going to let us adopt him because I didn't mm-hmm. know if my husband was coming home to me that day. Yeah. Um. But enough about us. He he was handed to me, and I was told. Congratulations, madam. You're now the mother of a highly functioning zucchini. (laughs) He was born with a whole host of problems. Mm. Oh, man. But I watched him manipulate a whole room full of adults, including the doctors who were treating him. And the only one he couldn't snicker was me, (laughs) which is probably the reason why his foster father decided we have a winner here. That's going to be his mother and father. Yeah. Um. He is smart as a whip. I was told in school he was dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> I knew it wasn't true because I I was teaching him things at home, and he was picking it up um, when the teachers in school couldn't teach him. And I finally said to my husband, "This is BS. I'm gonna." We had him online at, at, at for a while, and I said, "You know, this whole thing is a bunch of BS, and I'm taking him and I'm homeschooling him." To which my husband said, "You can't." homeschool him you you're not a teacher and i looked at him and i said to him watch me do you ever regret um no 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 and i had an aunt who watched me struggle to pass the bar in new york and when i announced to the family i was going to homeschool him she said you just wasted your career to which i turned on her and i said to her as politely as i could manage because i couldn't believe it came out of her mouth Hmm. excuse me this is the most important client I will ever have in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Judy, I'm so glad that you mentioned uh, Wall Builders. That is a great website, a great resource of David Barton's wallbuilders.com. Uh, and if you go to the book section, you'll find a lot of great uh, things for those that are trying to get into homeschooling or just want to supplement what their kids are learning in regular school there. But uh, another book to remember, 5,000 Year Leap. You got to read that, have your kids read that book. It's very important that they absorb the lessons in that one book itself. Mm. Judy, thanks so much for listening today. Thanks for calling in. Um, we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I'm going to uh, head on over uh, to Lori D. in Washington. 
Hey, Lori. Hey, Lori. Hey. Hi, hi, Jason. Hi, Keith. Jason, you're just kind of my blaze crush, so I'm gonna. I'm a little bit nervous talking to you. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> you want to leave the room? I'm nervous talking I mean, to you, so it's uh, ditto. Shut up. Please shut up. I'll send you another burger. Oh, by the way, Jeffy was going to scam you uh, today and try to tell you that it was um, it was National Cheeseburger Day Part Two. Just so you know. No, but but honestly, I I am one of the things that we've been dealing with. We lived in Texas for eight years, and we were lucky enough to live in a small enough town where um, our t- our son's teachers at the public school went to our church, so there was accountability, and it wasn't Common Core. And now we live in Washington and I have to watch my, my fifth grader now fifth grader struggling with dealing with all of the common core things because Mm -hmm. he wasn't taught that he's never been exposed to that. So now it's like, Oh my gosh, I have to pull the trigger on homeschooling, but it's scary, but I'm going to do it. And Keith, Mm. damn you. Cause you're going to be the reason I do it. Cause you're like, Oh, it's six months of crap. But then it's great. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to suck for about six months. <laughs> Have fun. I mean, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I, I wish I would have pulled the trigger as well. Like, my kids are basically almost out of school, but I'm like, my, my son is in junior high school, so I'm seriously considering uh, for his high school years pulling him out because I, this, yeah. this information is scaring me. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and for me, for me, for my fifth grader, he's always been, we're military, so he, he's always had some anxiety about daddy being gone and daddy being home. So he, he's yeah. got some issues, some social issues. And uh, he's got a soccer team that he loves more than anybody in his classroom, and his soccer team has become his family, mm. and that has nothing to do with his school. So I'm not worried about the socialization part of it. I'm more worried about the, oh, my gosh, am I ever going to have five minutes to myself part of yeah, it? Yeah, for selfish. sure. Well, that's that's so, a legit worry, though. It really is. Yeah. So, but you guys are awesome, and Jason, you actually made me want to pull my hair out more than Pat ever has. So, <laughs> the crap out of me today, man. Yeah, success. Well, what's what's more scary, the dark web or public schools? Toss up. I can't answer that. Yeah, Lori, thanks for listening. Thanks for being on. We appreciate you. I'm going to head over to Elizabeth in Florida. Elizabeth, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Oh, good afternoon, gentlemen. And and Jason, thank you for your service. And what you do thank with you. OUR really blows me away. Oh, thank you. They are amazing. My, thank you so my much. dad was a Marine like you. And Ooh, I have a question. This may be a little off topic. Yeah. But the uh, shoulder of your shirt with the flag backwards. Yes. I'm wondering why I see that everywhere on uniforms, everywhere with our flag flipped backwards. Is there a reason or meaning for that? Okay, so it's a, it's a military uniform regulation. So there's a for insignia, uh, especially like like in the Marine Corps, there, when there's the where there's the anchor, the anchor has to be facing how we say inboard. The uh, flag also has to be like if you see that the the stars had to be facing inboard. So if it was on the other shoulder, it would be the other way. So it's just it's 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of our weird uh, uh, regulations. The way it was explained to me. Um, because I've had that question too. I remember after 9-11 hearing a news report where that it was explained as the, the stars have to always be leading the way, right? So as they're marching forward, the stars are carrying the banner. That, the 50 states are basically moving forward. I've never That's how that it was explained to <laughs> I've me never heard that in one. a news report. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it might be fake news because it was the media. It wasn't a Marine telling me that. <laughs> Elizabeth, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Thanks for your question. We'll talk to you later. 
Guys, you have fun? This was fun. Yeah, this thanks is like for coming. A, I want to come back sometime. Okay. So, like, yeah, like straight up. This was good. This was a good time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here with us. I'll see you next time. Pat Gray is back tomorrow. See you then. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.